0: The moment that you've all been waiting for from the land of the rising sun to just north of the border strong style meets street style right here on this podcast because you're listening to the osaka saint the saitama superstar the mad titan of tokyo the american kaiju and double your pleasure double your fun because right now you get two Hogsman for the price of one He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo.
1: El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three hogsmen. Big Duke, he couldn't make it tonight. He says he'll try and be here next week. But it is Monday night, August 3rd. We're coming to you from... Casa de Camden in my garage. Garage. Devin Sparks, what's new? What's happening? What's going on in your, in your life? I'll
0: tell you what's new and
1: what's happening.
0: All right. I just pitched an idea, a genius idea, to Miguel over here about getting a, a tag tournament going during the pandemic, and he shit all over it. Does that surprise anyone that Mike shit all over a kaiju idea? By the way, the guy wrestled in, in Japan, the kaiju did, uh, you know, wrestled... I don't want to brag, but he did. And sold out, sold out, Cork and Hall, sold out the Cork and Hall, sold out the Sumo Center in Osaka. But, you know, you know, it's okay. He probably has shit ideas. So uh,
1: that's that's how I'm doing, Mike. How are you doing? Devin's pitching ideas on other people's dime that have no return. No,
0: I we are at the very beginning of an idea. It's not fully formed yet. We have to get there. We're not there yet. And I what did I tell you? If
1: you put it together... I'll be there," he said. "He'll be there, so I have to get him booked, and he'll hitch a ride in no, the car. No, you don't. You're basically trying to book this thing, so you don't even have to book it. Well, I do. Well, no. If well, I you I don't have to book me at least. You, you You're not, right. I won't told book. You. I'll in. find
0: another hogsman. I'm sure Duke can make the show this time. I'll do, um, make...
1: Can we check those flights? See, we'll see how those <laughs> flights are looking.
0: Uh, weekend was fine. It's fine. it's 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 Groundhog
1: Day. I know your weekend went well. I was out uh, in La Quinta. La Quinta, uh, La Quinta. That was uh, that's out in the Palm Springs, Palm Desert area for the weekend. Uh, I was at an Airbnb. It was hot as can be with dry heat. Loved it. Had no problem. I have no problem with dry heat. Humidity, that's what sucks. But I was out there in a pool, drinking a lot of pub beers. By the way, have we mentioned before that this show is brought to you by Ten Barrel <laughs> Brewing, pub beer, cheap fun beer. What's up, Capasa? So yeah, I was just out there and went out Friday night. Got home Saturday, or I'm sorry, Sunday by about 2, and it was a nice weekend. It you was... got
0: home, oh, 2 in the afternoon. 2 in the afternoon, yeah. you drove through the night. I'm like, geez, how drunk were you to no. drive through the night and get home at 2 a.m.? That sounds terrible. No.
1: It's uh, such a short drive out there. It's so nice. That's great.
0: People hate, I was telling you this earlier, people hate Palm Springs in the summer because it's 110 degrees or, what do you say, 112? Yeah that's the point you're out at the pool you're drinking you're back inside and in air conditioning the yeah. whole point of it is you're you're fucking you know you're out in the sun and you're enjoying yourself no one is in the pool going uh, eh, it feels like 112 degrees you're in the pool on your third
1: margarita and you're like this is fucking great yeah I can't even tell i was i was literally in the pool probably for more than half of the time i was out there yeah it's fantastic i'm with you on that yeah i have no i have no problem with with the the dry heat like i said the humidity that's what sucks but anyways yeah so that's what i was doing all weekend and uh by the way
0: been trying to get people to go to palm springs this entire pandemic no one wants to go i said all right fuck it let's get a houseboat
1: on the river no one wants to go i feel like there's no covid out in palm springs just because of the heat and how dry it is out there i don't know i just feel like it it might not live out i
0: think there is i think they're part of san bernardino county are they not
2: Mm, Riverside I think,
0: maybe. I think yeah, or Riverside or San Bernardino, those two counties are fucked right now. Are, are probably, they? Yes. They are fucked. So if they're part of those counties, they're also included in that fucking. Yeah, I don't know.
1: But anyways, uh what's up with the sports? Have we heard anything what's up with the Marlins, Adam? You're the you're the you're the sports guy around here?
2: Well, the Marlins don't have any more positives, but now the Cardinals do. They have over Thirteen, I think coaches and players that got oh, it. Damn. So
0: yeah. Bring up them minors, bring up the, the minor minors. leagues. Uh, speaking of minor leagues, uh, Hunter Freeman has been demoted to the minor leagues. He, he thought he was getting a call up to the Hogsman. He was in triple a, he was, he was waiting for it. And uh, Mike invited him to the, you know, Casa de Camden to, uh-huh. to do the podcast. And he said he couldn't make it. Couldn't make. So he got himself unbooked lo and behold he's down to double a so he was he was i wouldn't say he was this close but he's as close to this close as you could get yep uh he's down in double a now and he, he you know one more fuck up he's down in single a and then he lost his spot on the card he's looking at fall ball and i think it's 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 probably the end of the road for for good old hunter uh by the way hunter if you're listening to this podcast Say something about it on Twitter. I don't even think you listen to the podcast anymore. I know he's gone
1: dark. He's gone dark. He 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 doesn't even represent the podcast anymore. This motherfucker, unbelievable. He's, he's come and go, come on the podcast who needs. Drink to try drink promote. your
0: pub beers and give you a little uh huh every once in a while. I don't ask much out of him. No, you don't ask much. Well, we try not to because he talks so damn much.
1: Am I wrong there? Oh, he yeah, he doesn't shout out. He doesn't show up. So okay, fair enough. But uh, yeah, man, what's going on in the world of wrestling? We actually uh, oh just God. prior to uh, to uh, doing the podcast, Adam pulled up something on on the old iPad, and it looked like it's hashtag Raw Underground. Yikes! Raw Underground. They are they're doing basically. I was like, oh, this is Josh Barnett's Bloodsport that they're trying. Oh, to Oh, that's get. exactly so what it was, make. right? Yeah. Which I'm trying to be a part of eventually what? one day. Yeah,
0: I know you are. By the way,
1: that... The I might be able to get up, get on Raw Underground, though. I don't know, man. You're like 45 years old. I don't think you're getting signed anytime 38. soon. 38. 38. Okay. And I don't know if you saw it, but I posted doing a backflip. What? The pool, what did you do a backflip? Into the pool this weekend. Oh, get the... F- I still got it. Pool backflips don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyone I, can do a pool backflip. If it was flip. solid ground, would have stuck it. Have You'd it. have broke.
0: You snapped
1: your ankle. I didn't clean say that out. my ankles would be killing me, <laughs> but I would have stuck the landing. Old man ankles. But anyways, raw underground. That is a uh, a thing they're trying on. So on we saw a little bit of that. Looked interesting. You thought it looked interesting? Not in a good way though. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I feel like that's gonna it's gonna live live and die real quick. So we
0: had um we had Carlo Cannon on the show. Couple months ago, at the beginning of this, when he just got back from Malaysia, uh, back to Australia. Oh, by the way, they shut down Melbourne. They shut it down, shut it the fuck down from really? COVID stuff. Yeah, it was a big thing this morning. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think it was the prime minister. They had someone, maybe the governor or whoever, come on, talking about Melbourne is shut down. Mm-hmm. No one is coming in or out. We're doing. Uh, we're doing curfews at eight o'clock. You're not allowed to go more than five kilometers from your home. That is it. Hmm. They hit some. Sh- Actually, their numbers are way better than ours. But they're, they're like, going, mm, we're not fucking with this. They're going hard. Anyway, uh, Carlo was the first ever champion for a company out in, in uh, Australia called under. I think it was under Underground or Underworld Wrestling. Underground Wrestling. I don't know. I don't uh, know. It. You can find it on Amazon. You can go on Amazon Prime right now. You can find it. Watch some episodes. Watch some Carlo Cannon as champion. And and uh, they. I believe they still had the turnbuckles. But you understand the vibe of it. It's a you know illegal betting operation type deal where you know it's it's underground. It's they want it like, to a be fight, seedy. It's like a seedy. It's like Fight Club. Right there, it's Fight Club but with wrestling and what we saw today. I think it was Shane announcing <laughs> the match <laughs> or something yeah, yeah.
1: with no turnbuckles and the uh, I don't know the uh, MMA experience didn't look, didn't really look like it was up to par. No. Uh, at least for the the clip that we saw. No. Uh, speaking of COVID, I, I forgot about this. I, I went and got tested today. Yeah. I, I I officially went and got tested today because um, one to train, uh, at level up, we got to get tested. Yeah. And which is a good thing. Uh, but anyways, you know, I guess I I have no I I don't I feel a hundred percent. I feel uh like I couldn't go run a mile or two or three right now i feel i'm perfectly surprised fine. that you could run a mile at your age that's fantastic and um the uh but anyway so i was like okay i'll make an appointment to go get it tested and uh went there and a lot of people are scared because it's a nasal swab right right so i pull up and uh you know do all the answering questions who am i all that kind of stuff and the lady comes over and she's like okay you're gonna stick this up your nose twirl it around for a little while and then you got to you know Stick it up the other nostril, man. So a lot of people are like, "Oh man, it feels like you're getting your like brain like touch and all." It doesn't go that far up. No, it it's not bad. It doesn't go that far up. It tickles. It tickles. Yeah, it tickles. I, it, it's almost like a, like I wanted to sneeze and I couldn't sneeze. Yeah, and then my eyes start just watering like crazy, and I'm laughing the whole time. I'm doing it because I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it myself. So basically, yeah. you're like you're tickling inside your your nostril, <laughs> and you can't take it out until the lady kind of says like hey you know okay go ahead and switch but i was just like i was my tears were like just running down my face as i'm driving away because i'm just like and I, I called my wife and i'm like no it's not bad at all it's actually tickling and i but i i, I had such an urge to, I, you want to sneeze because you're like I, I feel like i have to like just sneeze to get this out of my my face right now right you know? but anyways it's not bad so if anybody out there is thinking about uh getting tested uh it's 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 not bad. Well, they have a couple
0: tests. They have the nose swab, and then they have one that's uh, it's it's a antibodies test, which tells you if you you know obviously if you never got sick, you might not have COVID, but you have the antibodies, so you probably did have it, or you were at least exposed to it, and your body built up a a defense mechanism to it. But they're saying those things don't last very long, the antibodies, like versus other things where it lasts forever or years. This is like. Maybe a couple months, if that. And then they could go away, which is fucking crazy. By the way, we were talking about conspiracy theories a couple episodes ago. What do you got?
1: I got something. Go.
0: Oh, no, I was just saying, like, for the people who are in the camp of, uh, you know, COVID was created in a lab, the fact that your body creates antibodies that go away very fast from this thing and people can catch it multiple times, that's something that I think is kind of a a dunk for them.
1: That Like, maybe it wasn't natural yeah Uh, funny thing so a few weeks back we were talking about uh, conspiracy theories and one of them was Wayfair right is that what it was yeah it had to do with uh, trafficking underage kids right and so they said you know you go on Wayfair's uh, online store and all these little codes mean a different name or so. there's like different names or something like that for different uh, items that you can purchase okay so anyways, we talked about that. Like I said, I had, I, I had never heard of even heard of Wayfair until I heard about this conspiracy theory. So order, order a cabinet, and if a kid comes out... This is where we're going with this. Oh, God. So I ended up talking to my wife with uh, about Wayfair uh, like the day after or something like that. And my wife goes, yeah, I've bought plenty of things off of Wayfair. And I'm like, did a kid ever show up? And she's <laughs> like, no.
0: She's like, the so, one that we've been feeding this entire time? So
1: yes. we, uh, we are in the process of... Uh, changing my my guest bedroom into an office because we don't have people uh, staying the night enough to right you've never invited me one time which is kind of fucked up yeah uh we still haven't like we don't have people over enough to like justify having a guest bedroom really and really an office would benefit us more because of my wife's work and, and the business that i have but um i come home the other day to a huge package on my door it's a gigantic box and it's a couch that pulls, on, pulls out into like a, like a futon, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's from Wayfair. And still haven't uh, opened it up. Oh, my God. So oh, po- At least a, poke
0: some holes in there for the kid. So
1: this is going to be an incredible unboxing. <laughs> Are you going to film it live? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. And I'll tell you what. One. I have no uh, plans on opening that box anytime soon. Cause, so if there's a child in there, it's a very unhappy child. Do, okay. Do me a favor.
0: At least drop some Cheez-Its in there. Drop some Cheez-Its in there, some, there's cor- no, some there's, corn nuts. There's no
1: holes. There. Okay, okay,
0: yeah. Take us some scissors, poke some holes, and just jump. Drop I knocked cheese. on it, and I said, hey, is there
1: any kids in there? And I haven't gotten a response yet. In English or any language? Uh, I, I, I only know English. Okay. So did you hear any
0: noises come from the box? No. Why did I think Wayfair was like a shipping company? Like, for some reason, I feel like when I whenever I see the... The word wafer, I feel like it's on like the side of a like a moving truck or something like that. Uh, maybe it is. I don't maybe know. Maybe I'm thinking of No, that's Maytag. No,
1: Maytag is like washers and dryers. No, I know what you're talking about. Like, like, I think I'm thinking of Mayflower. Maybe, yeah, it might be that. Yeah. It might be that. Close enough. But anyways, so I just uh, thought that was pretty interesting that we were talking about that, and my wife ended up ordering something. Funny. And it's a giant box that... Hey, for all I know right now, according to conspiracy theorists, there's a, a small child in this box that is not happy right Which, now. Which,
0: by the way, is hilarious to me because I still don't think I've ever seen a Wayfair anything in my life. And the fact that your wife has been ordering it for apparently years. Yeah,
1: I had no idea. Yeah, Maybe you should check that heard...
0: bank account if she'd been ordering it for years.
1: I'm just saying. It's her bank account, man. <laughs> okay. Uh oh this is this is uh something I saw over the the weekend. Um, I think it was Sunday morning. Uh, I woke up uh, in the uh, Airbnb and uh, uh, I checked I was checking the uh, the um, the dirt sheets right the dirt sheets for wrestling and I was scrolling and it was a lot of stuff I didn't care about and then I saw a name uh, pop up. Oh, Jesus. And was I was very excited to hear about this. This guy, he's one of my favorite people in wrestling. A gentleman named Anthony Green uh signed to NXT. Uh basically he signed in New York. Okay. Um and that I was I was incredibly happy to see that. So Anthony Green is a kid. He's uh from the Massachusetts area. He goes by the name of the retro retrosexual. And um he, uh, I used to work with him up at WCWC. Oh no way! Yeah, and he was one of my favorite people. So normally, like up there, like I was more like I would go to dinner with like Hammerstone, mostly hanging out with like him. And then Hammerstone doesn't really party, right? So when everybody else was going out to the bar, Hammer would probably like be like going back home uh, or back to the room to to. You know, go to sleep and call by, it a night.
0: By the way, I'm looking at this guy right now. He looks fucking awesome.
1: He's awesome. He's He's great got. Kid.
0: Wait, is that a Ribera jacket?
1: No, it's right. Okay, it looks like a Ribera jacket. It's supposed to. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. So, Anthony is one of the guys that would like go out to the bar with like. There's like you know you had like the group of guys that would go to the bar across the street and uh, and hang out for a little while. And then so Anthony, there was always uh there was always karaoke going on at this bar across the 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 way. And Anthony was constantly karaokeing, and he would only karaoke two songs. First one, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, <laughs> and the second one, Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. And he thinks it's—I think he thinks it's really cool that he knows the lyrics. But it's one of like those are like two songs that like a lot of people know the lyrics. Uh, but anyways, he—he's uh, an awesome dude. He was one of my favorite guys to hang out with up at WCWC, and uh, to see him get signed is, is, is great because he's really put a lot of work in. He's been in the business for a while. He started as a referee, and then he worked his way into wrestling, uh, into uh, in-ring. So good here's good a great him. story about Anthony, and this is how good of a guy he is, okay? So he, he was uh, working for Evolve prior to Evolve being shut down or sold or whatever the hell's going on with them right now. And I went to Chicago, I think, yeah, in 2019. I think it was like around August i went to a evolve tryout out in chicago i kind of i kind of worked my wife i said hey we should go to chicago oh, and got see, her. And see your family and, and oh by the way there is a tryout going on for this <laughs> company maybe i can do this tryout at the same time and i got a yes out of her and i was like sweet bingo so uh, the uh the tryout was probably about uh, like a uh, 45 minutes away from where uh my the, my brother in law's house that I was staying at, and they let me borrow the car to drive over there, and go out there. And I'm waiting for a bunch of people. Uh, you know, you're waiting to for everything to kind of start happening. And we're all waiting in this hallway, and it's a very narrow hallway. And I was in there with like probably like thirty guys, and you know, we're kind of lined all the way down and stuff like that. And um, I see some I I, I see somebody that like I kind of know from like around the the business and that person kind of like doesn't even really like acknowledge me at all no one does you know like so i was kind of like okay like all right you know like you think like if you saw somebody like hey what's up man what are you doing here like that kind of stuff this person didn't do that but so anyways a few minutes later not too long i see anthony show up because he's booked on the show that night who is that person by the way I'm not going to say. All right. And Can we not, uh, I want to bury someone. We have not buried anyone. He, uh, he walks, he, you know, I'm not going to be like a, some like Mark and, and try and be like, yo, Anthony, what's up, man? So it was, it's real crowded and there's just a lot of people and he just showed up and he walks through and uh, he passes by me. But I didn't even try to get his attention. You know, I was going to let him kind of like get settled in and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just kind of hanging out there, you know, making small talk with the people around me. If even that, I'm more of just hearing people like kind of smoke, like blow smoke up each other's asses. That's what that's what I like a lot of these tryouts are. And all of a sudden I see Anthony just bum rushing through the crowd and he, he's looking at me and he comes up and he just gives me a hug. And he's like, and you know, he's like, he's generally excited to see me. You know, he's like, this is awesome. You're here. And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, I. That's the kind of guy that like you want to do well and and get recognized for it and all that kind of stuff because he he's he's a, he's a good he's one of the goodest brothers there is. So I was really excited to see that he got signed and I, I sent him a message and I said congratulations getting uh you know getting picked up by the Fed and he re- he replied we call it New York <laughs> and I said I'm sorry uh, for for at least he straightened you out yeah. But no, he's a great kid. He actually, uh, he's got he had a great gimmick going on. He uh, so his girl he 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 has the thing two girls called his honeys. They're called his honeys, and one of them is actually his girlfriend. And then the other one was just uh, she's another female wrestler, and they had like a like they would escort him to the ring and all that kind of stuff. And he was all Zumba'd out or zubad Zubas. 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 But anyways, he's a good kid. I I hope he does well, and uh, I was really happy to see. Um, him get picked up. By the way, I feel like we've talked about him
0: before. I really do. I think we, we have, have talked about him before. Because I'm looking at this now. You're talking about his honey's, and I'm like, I think we talked about this before. When you're, what's up? Oh, I think we talked. Sorry, I think we talked about this before when you talked about going there and I don't know working someone in the in the match. Here's why. I think I remember the honey's, but uh, for anyone who who's not familiar with, and I now that I see him, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that guy. uh as far as what he looks like, looks like a cross between Peter Avalon, Joey Ryan, a young buck, and... I had one other person in mind, now I can't think of it. Uh, the 1986
1: Bears with their... The 19 uh, With the Zubaz, out, yeah. Exactly. He looks fucking awesome. Good for him. Looks yeah, like a good gimmick. He's a good kid, man. I really like him. Um, and I'm happy to see it. Uh Speaking of like that, of all, Did you ever do tryouts, Dev? Like actual tryout tryouts?
0: Uh, I mean, listen. When you wrestle out in Japan, you don't have to try out. People just know who you are. So as far as tryouts go, no, I've never had to go try out. Somewhere people have seen my skill level, uh-huh. and I just don't have to justify it anymore. Okay, is what I'm saying.
1: So you never went to tryout for like a promotion to try and maybe uh, get to the next like onto, like, a a like a bigger name? Um, no.
0: I, I funnel that through my agent. My agent asks me, do you want to do this? And I say, how much does it pay? And they say, it's a tryout. You don't get paid anything.
1: And I say, I'm good. No. Hmm. Well, I'm a person who have I've done uh, multiple tryouts. And I always tell the newer uh, wrestlers, and not, like, maybe right off the bat, uh, you know, maybe if they're, like, a year in. Maybe not that. But, like more like guys that are maybe two years in or something like that. If they haven't really expanded outside of the, the home territory that they're in, uh, go do tryouts, man. Because if not, it's a great fucking learning experience. It is a great learning experience because you think like, I'm going to a tryout for a certain promotion. There's gonna be a lot of great wrestlers there or really good wrestlers there. And it's a, it's a huge like reality check because Like I said, prior to the tryout, when all the the people that are are there to do the tryout, a lot of people are just blowing smoke. You know, blowing smoke. And then... I remember D'Lo told me this one time. The ring will expose you. Inside the ring will expose you. So you can talk all the shit you want, but the second the bell rings and you're inside the ring, all eyes are on you. And you... Either gonna be as good as you say you are, or you're really gonna get exposed. So when I went to that try, it's just kind of always an interesting like thing to me. Like, a lot of people cannot call it in the ring; they need time to go over a match once, twice, ten times, even if it's just like a five or six minute match, right? Why'd you look at me when you said that? I'm not. That was fucked you're my co-host, so okay, I gotta look okay. At okay you so up. it
0: wasn't a personal attack, Adam. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll look at Adam if, okay. if you want me to like. I just feel like personally attacked. Like you looked at me like five-minute match, go over it ten times. No. And you looked right at me, into my soul.
1: So uh, it's, it's really interesting. Like there's people that they cannot be put on the spot. If you just told them like, hey, go get in that ring with somebody you have no idea who they are, and you guys got to go call. You got you to figure out a, a, a match, five, six-minute match in the ring. Really not that hard if you've practiced it. Uh, if if you've trained that way, but to guys that are very that very spot heavy and they can only you know they need to get their spots in, it's 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 terrifying.
0: Well, the problem is now what is a match, right? Because a match for anyone who's performing anywhere on in the indies anyway, a match is spot 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 spot. Yep. Spot 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 finish. Right. Uh huh. So if you go somewhere, they're like, okay, you, you say, and it, I agree with you, it's not hard to call a match because. Our definition of match might vary from someone else's who only does spot, spot, spot. So for us, we're like, hey, a, a finish could be an inside cradle. A finish could be a schoolboy, whatever the case is. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to miss this, duck this, I'll hit this. You pop up and hit me with whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? that's not, That doesn't have to be the finish. So I can see why it's difficult for some people. And that's partially where the business is, partially a training thing, mm-hmm.
1: partially, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, so the um, – it was just very interesting. The, the guy that I got paired up with, he – I happened to be, like, standing behind him in line. I think his name was um, – I know his screen name or his his Instagram handle is, like, 21Mav or Mav21. can't remember his exact name right now. But he was like, hey – he, We're still talking about the Evolve tryout. Yeah, the Evolve tryout. But he, he looked behind and he was like, hey, uh, you know, do you want to wrestle? And I'm like, yeah, sure, man. And we were kind of like – going a little bit over the match i'm like hey, what do you want to what do you want to get in and uh man like this guy like didn't want to get like almost anything in i was kind of like Is that it that's all you want to do and he's like yeah and i'm like all right you know like that's that's cool i guess and uh and then i was just like don't worry man i'll call it into I'll, I'll call what's what's that name adam you're allowed to talk on the mic dude
2: 21 mav let me see it uh let me he's a blonde person. kid right
1: he's from uh he's from wisconsin there you go. Yeah, I remember this guy. He
2: basically looks like Sami Zayn,
1: but uh, uh, he uh, he was he was pretty green. I think he'd only been like a year in or something like that. But uh, he uh, yeah, he like I was like, you sure you don't want anything else in? But uh, I was like, just listen to me. I'll call it into there. I'll call it. I'll call it in the ring. And his made... name
2: is the Ace of Diamonds, Mav Boone. There you go. And he has
1: a pro wrestling tea
2: store. Shout
1: out well. to Mav. Uh, but he, uh, I, I, that's like my one. Thing. Like, when I go in the ring, I try to make my opponent look as good as possible. And I will basically, like, call, like, here, do this to me. Like, you know, that's what I feel like a good heel does or somebody who's calling the, the match or somebody who if I, I had more experience, right? So my experience is like, hey, I'm going to make you look good. Because, if you know, if people look at me and say, man, look how good, you know, Mike looked, made this guy look experienced eyes, right? Trained eyes can look at that.
0: So if you do it in front of regular fans, you go to a PWG show and you're just selling and bumping for this guy who's doing fucking backflips and all this crazy shit, Enzies, and stuff off the top rope, they are like, oh, look at this guy, right? But if you're doing it in front of trained eyes, trainers, people that evolve, people, people, scouts, things like that, and they notice, holy shit, this guy's bumping and feeding, this guy looks like a million bucks. They know who the million bucks is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who I'm a good. The, who ran the tryout? I'm a good hand. Uh, what do you mean, like?
2: Because I know sometimes they're. They, I've seen stuff where they do tryouts. Sometimes where like Regal is running the tryout. Basically.
1: Oh uh, well, yeah. so they had a seminar with Thatcher and uh, Gulak. Uh, no, uh, Walter. Walter. And this is actually where Walter got his Europe, the NXT Championship stolen.
2: Oh really?
1: Yeah. He. Uh, so this is a bad area of Chicago. My brother-in-laws, who are both cops. <laughs> they told me about this area and there's people that live in the area that will just walk around and pop uh, door handles just to see if anybody left their door, uh, the door or the car unlocked. And then when that doesn't work, they'll just smash a window, grab whatever's right there and, and take off. And they happen to w- come up, come upon Walter's rental car and they smash the window they grabbed his gear bag, which contained his gear, and was it the NXT champ? It's not the NXT it was championship. The right?
2: NXT UK championship. That's I it. I think
1: so. Walter uh, ended up like wrestling like in his underwear or something like that. Like <laughs> no, no boots. He just literally had like his underwear on. Uh, but yeah, man. I, I, like I said, anybody out there, like you know, newer wrestlers that maybe have about a, a year and a half, two years, whatever. If you feel like you're you're getting a little stale as far as trying to get out and trying to jump on to other promotions or anything like that, go do tryouts. Tryouts are a great opportunity to learn and kind of, I've done a, a few tryouts now to where if I have to go do another tryout match, I'm not scared at all. Real quick. Cause I have so many comments on this.
0: I want you to remember Adam, remind me of this statue of David underwear and wrestling in your underwear remind me of that in a couple minutes because here's what i want to say um it's funny because you talked about the guy uh who was like i don't have anything you know i I really don't have much i I want to call for you or or that i want you to do like or or that i want that i want to do there's not much shit that i want to get in you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i'll do this i'll do that you can call it to me um part of that again it looks great on you if you're able to call it and make this guy look like a million bucks the other part i feel like as a face, I don't know if that works that well. Um, we discussed this a few weeks ago where, holy shit, imagine just overselling everything. And that's your, that's essentially at that point, that becomes your offense. If you go do whatever you need to do, I will get over based on the shit that I can do on defense. Mm -hmm. Like you, you call this, you call that. Here's what I'll do. I'll give you, you know, you do a go behind, I'll give you a nut shot, whatever. I'll come back. You cut me off. Or this you know what i mean but if you can oversell you can bump it but you bump and you you know you take a kick to the gut and you tumble over the top ropes to the outside and so you do some mr perfect shit again that's very difficult to do so it's not like you're asking for something easy mm-hmm. but if you can incorporate that into your act and that's part of you know your defense is really highlighting you as a wrestler and when i say defense i mean you're selling obviously yeah. you're bumping you're selling But if that's highlighted, if that's who you are, and you can get over doing that shit Mm -hmm. um, as a heel. I feel like that's super important. So I remember you you talked about this on a previous episode. So I remember the kid didn't do much, uh, I don't think, offensively at all. As far as selling goes, it's not like, like, hey, the special thing about me is I can sell like a million bucks. Yeah. But I feel like if you can sell like a million bucks, that's almost, you know, not only is that impressive to go into there and be like, hey, I don't need anything. You know, you do what you need to do. I don't need to do anything. But um, I, I feel like that that's a real leg up if that's something you do. And that's why I can't wait to get back and do this shit. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, no one does it. No one sells like a million bucks. Yeah. <clears throat> it's hard. It yeah. is hard. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to say, I don't want to do anything. I just want to bump for you. That's a hard thing to do. Especially nowadays. Especially for someone like me, as you know, I try to sell merch. You got to yeah. sell
2: merch. To yeah.
0: me, I think, you know, merch is part of your payday. Some people don't think so. Um you know some people are ha- you know it, it's a very tough sk- it's it is a skill to sell merch to stay in there after the show to be a people person you're tired you're over the politics you're you're maybe you're hurt um you know maybe the match didn't go as pl- as planned you know maybe you're just trying to maybe you're wrestling out of state and you just got to you can't wait to get to your flight or to get back to your car and fucking drive home because you know you're going to be home late as fuck so maybe that's part of the problem so to sell merch is is a skill it's a skill that you know you either want to have or don't want to have but um, I think selling if that if, if if that became a focal point I think wrestling in some cases especially where it is nowadays could be a little more fun right I mean, that's what we're seeing is not necessarily comedy but there is a ton of comedy mm-hmm. um, and there's a ton of things that are you know almost abstract when you think of art and you think oh that's like abstract art there's things now shit they're like that's abstract the, the girl that uh, you know she did the tampon gimmick in the yeah. girl's mouth, like right, like no one fucking, no one in the history of wrestling has done that. No one has thought of it. It's very abstract as far as you know from a wrestling point of view. Mm-hmm. And there's things like that that people are doing that you know would not be considered wrestling. Uh, Ibushi and Kenny Omega for DDT wrestling, wrestling a, a blow up doll, right? Like what? What are we doing here? Like or, you're taking, or no, no, you're Ibushi a wrestling a personal
2: shot at talking Shapamania, aren't you?
0: Talking Shop-a-mania, which Adam watched this, watched this weekend but stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's it's things that are not they're not predictable. It's not a part of the lexicon. It's not something that people are used to. Um and if you can get over doing that, it's something interesting. So again, if you go back and you can do just selling and that's almost who's this wrestler? F- fucking watch him. He's not doing any moves. But look at him, he's getting his ass kicked, but he's, you know, flipping over the ropes. So he's doing this and that. I think that's a big missed opportunity. If someone's out there if you are going to these tryouts, which again, I've I've never done any of these tryouts. I would love to. I would love to go to some of these tryouts. Um, you never invited me. Which you know, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. It Costs yeah. a little bit of money. Okay, it costs money. Okay, um, but which is fine. By the way, the prices for the exposure that it, you know, you're getting, the experience that you're getting. We've all paid worse than that. Just training and and, and driving. Everyone's lost their ass on a show before, whatever the case is, um, coming up. So I don't I don't see any issue with that. But the point is. If you're that type of person, or if you don't have offense, if you don't have a move set, it's been hammered into our heads since training to sell. Mm -hmm. Sell! Sell Mm -hmm. your ass off, and people sell. Their idea of selling is wrenching in pain. That's everyone's idea of wrenching. Ah! Grab your back. Ah! But if you grab your back and you tumble through the middle rope and you bump to the outside, holy shit! You know what I mean? Like, it's extreme. It's not something you see in every match. It's not normal, but that type of stuff does set you apart. And it, you know, if it becomes part of your act, that's, that's
1: fucking incredible. One person I'll, I'll put out there that has, I don't know if he's like really known for it, but Kyle O'Reilly is amazing when it comes to, and not just like facial features and all that kind of stuff, but finding different ways to sell different things. Yeah, I agree. I uh, agree. he's almost like, like, I feel like, like Ric Flair was also great at that too. He's not just going to bump, He's gonna do something that distinguishes his selling from you know every other wrestler. Flair and selling. perfect,
0: I would put it, as far as yes, Mount perfectly. Rushmore for se- well and Shawn Michaels, those three. As far yes. as selling, those three are on the Mount Rushmore. I can't think of who number four would be at the time, but those those three are my god. As MJF far as is also
2: goes. someone who that's basically his entire thing is really? selling. He doesn't have a move set. You watch a, one of his matches, you couldn't remember a movie does, but it's a lot of him getting his ass kicked, and you know sometimes he comes out at the end, but that's you know a normal. That's how a heel works. Yeah, that's
1: not, I, I I haven't seen too many MGF matches, but obviously he, the, the guy has a great promo and and that's what sells everything about him. So here's, great character, uh, th- great promo. Here's something I wanted to say too that uh, when I was wrestling this guy Mav at um at Evolve uh, when I first uh, talked to him, he was like, "Are you a face or heel?" And I'm like, "Well, I can do both." that's important, right? You got to be able to play both parts. And I go, "What about you?" And he goes, oh, "I mostly just do heal." And I'm like, "All right, cool. Like how long have you been in this?" And he's like, oh, about a year, year and a half or something. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was it was it was obviously significant uh significantly less than what I had, had done." And uh I'm like, "Hey man, like if you, I, eventually we came to the decision that I'll I'll heal it up." And I really appreciated that because I feel more I feel like obviously you're in more control of the match when you're the heel and uh, and you know that's important man like if you you know that can make or break a match right especially if you're like you have five six minutes here's your one opportunity to get in the eyes of, of this of this person you know if you have the wrong person controlling the match which you know a lot of people just go oh well you're a heel you, you beat somebody up you do what no it's way more than that it's timing it's uh, playing to the crowd. It's understanding when to let that uh, face get his, his his offense in a little bit of a hope spot in, right, and cutting them back down. And it, it, there's a lot more into going to, uh, playing the heel role than just beating somebody up. Your job is to make the people get behind the face. So I was really happy, like you know, I was like, oh cool man, he's gonna let me heal it up, and I feel like that was the right that was the right plan because you know I had more experience and was more comfortable. Plus. I have experience of working face and heel and once to anybody out there newer wrestlers if you're just a heel right now or if you're just a face in training work the opposite of what you are in the shows because you need to know how to go both ways um and one day you're gonna get called upon just to uh you know switch um i remember hunter you know he's always a face right hunter's a big face But we had to go... I brought him out to Arizona with me one time. And they were like, oh, we need you to be a heel. And obviously, that's that's not Hunter's comfort zone. Right, not at all. And I remember just being like, oh, I got to watch this. I got to watch this. You know, like, this is going to be awesome. And it's so funny watching, like, Hunter trying to be that person that naturally he's just not. You and I... We, we 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 thrive in that heel persona, you know. Like that's, I love that more than than being a face.
0: Dude, I, I think that's my biggest, one of my biggest down. Aside from not being able to wrestle, uh, my other biggest <laughs> downfall is, uh I I think I have really never worked long term as a face ever ever. Even when I first came up, really, I think I saw even when I was first training, I saw myself as a heel, and I think I worked. You know, good-looking kid. I started wrestling at 17 is when I was training. So my first th- my first match I had, I was 18 years old. Um, they're like, you can't be a fucking heel. You're a babyface. You're a little, you know, young, fresh-faced kid. You're a babyface. Didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. It was a heel almost immediately afterwards. I don't think I've ever been a... Fa- I'm just not a likable guy. Yeah, That's the problem. I, understand.
1: Um, I, was, I was a face for, like, the first three years. Yeah, about the first three years. And then I had to switch. Uh, Julius, actually, I, I turned heel... Wrestling uh, Judas Uh, but it was cool because I had experience in training working as a heel so I didn't feel too uncomfortable and obviously like there's a difference between training and in in, in a show situation but still I felt more comfortable like okay I I can do this and like I said when you have worked face and you've worked heel when you are like okay well let's say like you've worked face for a long time and then when you turn heel, you understand how to make that face look better. Right. Because you're like, hey, do this, do this. You know, it, it really helps both ways. So if, uh, if anybody out there is just a person who's like, oh, I only worked heel or I only worked face, you're pigeonholing yourself because you, and also you never know when a promotion is going to be like, yo, you're going heel tonight.
0: I, I remember <clears throat> after the, uh, for AWF out in Arizona they were like hey we're gonna we're gonna go face i'm like how how am i fake I, I come out there i have i have shitty fake streamers thrown at me i'm a you know fake japanese you know superstar in japan um how the fuck am i gonna turn this face and i i tried and i'm like i think i'm failing pretty spectacularly. Like at this yeah. i have no it, for me it just it doesn't register like as a face that you know it, it, it's it's a problem <laughs> for me it is it is a problem it's a very big Whole for me and, and what I can do. I just... I don't... My whole career, I've never had offense. I've never had... I don't have a consistent moveset. There's nothing that I do that's fucking cool. Well,
1: I also... Yeah, the char- the kaiju character is not... It's not designed to be a face. Right, right. And that's like uh, Honky Tonk. He created the Honky Tonk Man as a heel persona. And then when he got brought up to WWF, they're like, we're going to make you a face. The kids are going to love it. Elvis impersonator kind of like... And, and Honky was like, yo, this character is not designed to be a face. And it failed horribly when he first got brought in to be a face. But then he thrived as a fucking heel. Right, right. So it, it's all about the character. What is it designed to be right now? And then obviously we can tweak, you know, let's say somebody wanted – you to become a, uh, a face, right? And you were like, okay, let me tweak some stuff. I need to, I the, need to adjust
0: off the top of I had the only thing I could think to make that face would be, cause again, one of the biggest um, influences for me, for my gimmick is th- three eye skirt angle. Mm-hmm. Like he's just kind of too dumb to realize that he's the heel. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I try to portray myself. And a lot of, and a lot of times when I go out there, it's too dumb to know that I'm a heel. Like, oh, I'm so fucking over in Japan. Like you guys love me too. Right. So the only thing I can think immediately is, like, more comedy, which is still <laughs> – it's just still real <laughs> to me. But if you do enough comedy shit and you hit on something, you know what I mean? That, that, that's the only thing I can think. Yeah.
1: Also, you, you brought this up. I want to I take this back a second about uh, paying for tryouts, right? There's nothing wrong with going and paying money to try out for a Not company. At all. Not at all. Especially it depends on, like – what are you gonna get back? Like so that evolved tryout, right? You got they sent you video footage of the match that you had, right? And you also got a breakdown of the match from Gabe Sapolsky, which is cool, man. You know, plus hey, it's an opportunity. And this is what so I did. Uh, my first seminar I did when I broke in, uh, SoCal Pro had Al Snow do a seminar, and one of the things Al Snow said is, hey. If you had if you had to pay somebody two hundred bucks to get on a show, would you? You know, like if for an opportunity For evolve. Would you Well pay? no no for, for for yeah, like for an opportunity, would you pay two hundred dollars for an opportunity? You know, you're gambling on yourself. Because right. yeah, I might have to pay two hundred dollars right now, but what, what's that it might be an investment. Would
0: you pay two hundred dollars tomorrow to be on P W G?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the type of stuff we're talking it's about. It's what things like would you gamble on yourself? Okay, I'm going to pay you $200 to 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 wrestle on your show or get an opportunity to wrestle for your company. But what's the return? Do I believe in myself that much to do that? By the way, uh, I trained out
0: at OVW while several 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 years ago. Uh, Al Snow was out there. He was doing stuff for TNA at the time, but he was all he would also do some seminars um, at OVW. He did a seminar on tag team wrestling that blew my fucking mind. Blew my mind. So good. And he he basically, you know, he was all four people in the ring. He was every person in the ring when he was in, and the the referee. Really? But the way he explained some of the psychology behind stuff. I've used some of the stuff in our matches. Uh, I'm not good at it. (laughs) But some of the stuff he did was, I mean, I was sitting there, me watching it. I'm I'm a very visual learner anyway, but uh-huh. I could see everyone in the ring, what he was doing. Even though it was just him, I saw four four wrestlers, one referee, all the spots being played. At. It was incredible. He's a great he's a great teacher.
1: There's yeah, a really there's those guys in the business that when you talk to them or you hear them talk, you go, "Fuck, I, I I'm never gonna be this good." You're welcome. Like when uh, I I remember I was talking to Doctor Tom out in. North Carolina at Cade. He literally was talking to me because he watched my match the night prior. And he was asking me questions, telling me things. And I'm just thinking, like, I fucking suck. I have no business being here talking to this man right now. But, you know, like, that's what he was there to do. He was there
2: to, like, you You're know. You're definitely not the worst person he's ever seen wrestle. Like, I hope not. He's, he's, I hope not. He's, you know, he's got his own school now, too. But he used to imagine? train all those crappy guys who failed – going to WWE so yeah but But he's in the rock for Christ's sake he's
1: just on an he's just on another level when you hear him talk you go holy crap man like I never even like thought of the stuff you're you're talking about you're on some you're on some next level shit uh Adam I had a two things I asked bathing suit or underwear wrestling
0: underwear wrestling statue
2: of David underwear
0: okay statue of David underwear so I uh 2005 I took a trip to Italy my first trip that I took to Italy and in, I guess it was Venice. It was Venice. I think that's where the Statue of David is. No, that's not right. Uh, Florence. I think it was Florence. Uh, Florence in, uh, or Rome. Fuck it. I'm stupid. Who cares? Uh, it was out there in Italy. And they had a street vendor selling uh, underwear, like briefs, tight briefs, mm-hmm. that were of the Statue of David's Nuts. It's tiny little, tiny, <laughs> tiny little dick, and it was it was like statue color, but if like the hue was off, so it was like not quite marble color, not quite tan. It was like somewhere in between. Yeah. And uh, there was a couple shows where I wrestled wearing these <laughs> statue of David bare ass like statue dick <laughs> trunks because I thought it was funny. Um, I don't think they would fly today, but I, I thought it was pretty funny at the time. And then the other one was uh, my first, my very first couple of shows. I bought. I went to a, a sporting goods. Show. I didn't have gear. I didn't buy, you know, the nice gear that everyone knows now, obviously, uh, world famous. But uh, it, it was it was just like black bikers, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking really nice. Like these are, these are good. This looks like wrestling gear. Um, they were short. They were they were shorter than bikers actually. So they're you know mid thigh. And I'm like, these are cool. These are like a little serious, you know. But they're definitely wrestling. I wrestled my first show in them, uh, first first couple of shows in them, and someone had taken pictures and developed them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got them back. And with the flash and the lighting, they were like see through. <laughs> they were like <laughs> see through. <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't think I wore underwear because I'm like, oh, it's tight. It's like <laughs> It's good. So my first couple of shows, I think I wrestled in like see-through underwear.
1: Like dude, when, when the light hits it, right? I've noticed that with sometimes when like you put on gear and you look down and you're like, dude, you completely see what's going on. Yeah. Like there's like an outline yeah. going on down and you're like, I'm about to go in front of a crowd w- right now. Yeah. With this. Yep. Uh, All right. And that,
0: I think that's why in the 80s and, and I could be wrong, but I think that's why in the 80s and 90s, those guys wore trunks over their tights.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I wear, I wear, uh, I have Calvin Klein briefs that I I wear underneath my tr- my trunks. But sometimes, man, the hog just wants to. <laughs> the hog wants be, to eat. It wants to be seen, man. <laughs> it wants to be seen. But it's
0: uh, it, it's it's yeah. When I saw those pictures, I was not happy. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god by yeah. the way something i saw a lot when i first started wrestling that i don't see anymore
1: i used to see guys wearing thongs all the time under their gear oh i know cats that, that wear really thongs. yeah, yeah. i never seen anyone wearing thongs anymore yeah one of my one of our uh i one of my good friends in the wrestling wears it who uh i'll i'll tell you afterwards i'm not gonna tell you it's it
0: someone either. i know like personally
1: oh yeah yeah you probably wrestle him. really multiple times oh, i can't believe you've never seen him put them on like he puts them on like in, in the locker room it's funny as fuck funny Wait, he, yeah i know
0: i've seen people wear
1: thongs and uh he fucking and jock straps it. and i'm like what are you i haven't seen jock straps i've, I've seen o- jock straps yeah i've only seen the thongs. weird weird shit i'm like why? which is kind of yeah it's like i wear i wear briefs right i yeah. wear uh you know like calvin klein briefs and it kind of just forms with the trunks right and i understand the point <laughs> of wearing a thong. i don't know man y- you know what so I, I i gotta take this back
0: um so the thong thing I've been told like oh it's really comfortable I'm like get the fuck out of here get out I'm not number one I'm not going to believe you when you say you're, you're wrestling in yeah. a thong that's not funny I'm not going to believe you. you're you not going to get me on that I forgot that I have a joke pair of, uh, of underwear that's like the elephant <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah, front yeah, with yeah. the trunk <laughs> it's a thong I remember putting on it, I'm like you know what that's not that's not fucking bad that's, that's not terrible Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, Mike just showed me who it is that wears a thong, and I I still don't remember
1: it at this point. But that's that's hilarious. Yeah, I see him wear it's funny. It's funny as hell. Good for him. He's got the body for it. It's part of the job, man. Yeah, like I, I remember, uh, like like uh, back in the day, like the Attitude Era, like Billy Gunn would wear. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they would like uh, like uh, Triple H, and they would like moon the crowd. But I thought that was the gimmick. I thought. that, that I mean, was it the might joke. be the gimmick too. But it's like that they're wearing it. They're wearing it, right?
2: And then you have Christian who's wearing boxers looks like he's wearing a diaper was well, he wearing boxers oh really well, Yeah, you can tell if you look at old Christian matches and you look at it not even uh, old, look at 2005 if you look at the outline of his that's like ridiculous the back here it looks like he's literally wearing a diaper but he's like, literally just wearing normal boxers yeah that'd be so
1: uncomfortable that's dumb.
2: I couldn't even imagine
1: wearing that
0: see I so now that I'm in the long tights I just wear my bikers I like those I think they're I think they're comfortable otherwise I, I have the little the briefs but the bi- I, just, I like the bikers I look. just
1: still wear my briefs
0: underneath my trunk or my my dude my tides. problem with briefs in the trunks if you, or not briefs. If you were, if you're wearing, uh, yeah, briefs. If you're wearing briefs in trunks, that is, it's there's too much going on in the thighs there. Not for me. Too much for me. Too much for me. You just have gigantic thighs. I do. Well, I probably lost all that fucking weight over coronavirus quarantine, but
1: yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Mu- too much business going on. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, man. So that's my thing. Tryouts. Go try them out. Briefs. They work fine. If you want to wear a thong, nobody's judging you. You don't see, but there's not enough. Th- I think when I started, like mo- I feel like it was like half the locker room was wearing thongs. And invest in yourself if you want to try and move. When's the next Camden shirt coming out? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, okay, first of all, oh, I gotta get that L numero. You oh, need you know El- what? You know what I gotta do? I I, I just I, I think I had a, a, an idea to do this uh, a little while ago when I started wearing uh, doing the L numero nu- uh, L numero uno. Uh, moniker is you remember in um, Pumping Iron with uh, with Arnold? Yes. Uh, after he won uh, Mr. Olympia, yes. he wore that shirt that said uh, Arnold is numero uno. Yeah, that's where you came I, up with that? Well, I, I might have. I think that's that might have been like something that inspired me, but I think I need to make that shirt. So wait a minute. On on, uh, on ProWrestlingTees.com
0: can you do front uh, can you do front graphics and back graphics i believe so okay so here's the here's the new shirt i'll get my guy on this right away we still need a hogsman store by the way <laughs> okay hogsman and baseball script on the front on the back you got numero uno right mm-hmm. and then i on the back for mine i guess it would be kaiju i don't have a number but it's double zeros or something something stupid sure but sure. dude wait but that, that'd be good can you do? Can you do tank tops on on uh, Pro yeah. T's? Yeah. I yeah. tried to do it. I couldn't. Really? I tried to do it for my gear. I couldn't do it. I thought you could. It wouldn't. I don't think I'm over enough. Uh, it's like you
1: must be this over. And they held up a sign that I was like, I'm not that over. I can't. I do remember that. I told Hammerstone one time, he needs to start selling Y <laughs> and at shows, and if people come up to buy that shirt, he has to visually look at them. And, so can't wear that and judge if they if he's allowed if he can sell it to him or not. <laughs> That'd
0: be so funny, huh? That's funny, yeah. That, and that's part of the gimmick if it's a gimmick too. By the way, Adam, where are we on
2: time? Fifty three minutes. All right. I'm sure, that's great audio for people to hear. It's fine because they can tell.
0: The problem is, I had another. I had two beers today, and so I I got to piss. All right, there there's always the buttons. pause button. Then. Can we pause? Yeah, I can pause. Can we pause? And for everyone else out there, it'll be like nothing yeah. happened. Well, I actually right? have something
2: I want to tell you guys. It's actually, tell you. it's actually news that you guys actually are going to want to talk about. Oh, let's about. hear it. Can we do it after the pause? Do it yeah, after you the want pause because it's and... going to be a couple of minutes. By the way,
0: that was the fastest pause that I think anyone's ever experienced because I don't think they knew it happened. I mean, I, call, I called it on the fly, so they heard that it was happening. Yes. But when we came
1: back, I don't know
2: that they had, had knew, known that it had
1: happened yet. Yeah. But we're back. But anyways, uh, Adam, he wants to chime in here. He says there's some kind of breaking news that we'd be interested well, in.
2: Well, this is more interesting to Mike than it will be to you. Oh, but thanks. Anyway. I'm not gonna get signed. So, thanks. Thanks. Uh we were talking about Raw earlier. Yeah. So also on Raw tonight, uh, a match was made for SummerSlam. It's Seth Rollins versus Dominic. Oh, there we go. So that's our boy. Former member, friend of the podcast, is making his I guess. Actually,
0: we should probably we should probably say it right now. He's the fourth member of the Hogsman. So Dominic the Hogsman is
1: uh, wrestling in. uh, That's technically going to be his debut match.
2: They're calling it a fight, though, which I think is just to like. That's how WWE does it when you don't like. Oh, they don't know he's been trained, so they just call it a fight. Interesting. Hopefully,
0: hopefully
1: it's a raw underground style match. Well, I can understand that. Maybe it's. I mean, listen. Okay, Dom. Dom is a good wrestler, right? But he has never had a match. That is a huge. I thought platform. he had two matches. He's never had a debut match. Okay. This, so he he went in there and did the thing with Brock Lesnar, but that was obviously his dad's that match. A, yeah, and he okay. just ran in. Um, actually, Dom just messaged me right now. Uh, What's he want? Headlock? Headlock help? I, I'll tell you. I, Son I told of a him, bitch! I, I was shitting on something, and he's laughing back. Um, so, tell, Dom, is you Dom, tell, Do you want to break the news to him that he's the fourth member of the
0: Hogsman right now?
1: I, should, I could do that. Okay, so, we'll give him a split of the merch. Um, so Dom has not had a debut match, right? So going and having a match, your debut match in a SummerSlam, that's a lot of that, that's a lot of pressure, right? So I feel like if they call it a fight, yeah. right? Maybe it's a no rules or something like this. It's an eye for an eye fight. You'll be able to uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe hide a little bit of the nerves that Dom might have going into this match, where you don't have to. Make it so strict, I guess, to 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 uh, go in line with a professional wrestling match. It opens it up a little bit to maybe for for Seth to kind of work with him a little bit more, and and I don't know.
2: And there is a lot of buzz that they have been trying to figure out a way to actually hold a real life, real live SummerSlam with a crowd in the yeah, Northeast. It's impossible. Really, so it's not impossible. It's very possible. the way it is right but, now. It's well, I think I think with with. If they did it
1: on a beach, well, if WWE did it, maybe they they said, "Hey, listen, we're going to give a hundred tickets out for this, right, or okay. two hundred tickets out." They would have the capacity, the capability to maybe the get testing. testing and all that kind of stuff done.
2: Well, that's basically what uh, AIW up in Canada, Ethan uh-huh. Pages promotion. They are doing a show on August twenty eighth, basically their first show in a while, and they're only selling a hundred tickets. Um, everybody that buys tickets together sits together, but otherwise, you're apart. Socially distance from everybody. Else. Who
0: called this shit? Who what? called it? Who said the big companies are going to be doing shows like this? Who called it?
1: Hold
2: on, first. It's, hold on. What are you talking about? Who's
0: who? Who called it? Hold on, first. Put they're it. They're going down. to test. They're going to test the people. They're you going to test the wrestlers, the and that's it. Oh, I think it's the people. I never the said that. I thought that. You said, were just
2: th- he want. You were hearing what you wanted to hear. I did.
0: I, I'm deaf in one ear, so give me a fucking break. But I stood up for my own standing ovation. No one else came. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: very excited. You can't see it. He stood up as if to celebrate something wait, that, wait, wait, wait wait, so
0: i thought you were saying that aiw is tested the people too i saying. never
2: said i never even said the word testing What well, you said i said they are running a show august 28th they're only having 100 tickets sold but this, the, the way sorry. the building is going to be set up is everyone's going to be socially distanced masks are required this is what i was saying is what
0: can you can you find out the price of the tickets for the show I joke. can, but
2: they're not going to be five hundred dollars. I
0: didn't say it was going to be five hundred
1: dollars. No, you understand what,
0: what I said that, was:
2: you get lodging, you get your get own the fuck potty,
0: out, of you get your no, own. No, what I had potty. said was: the bigger companies are going to come back first. They're going to charge an
2: arm and a leg How for their big tickets. Of a company
1: is AIW. Uh,
2: it's probably the biggest Indy in Canada. Right yeah, now. dude,
1: it's Canada. Yeah,
0: who's that <laughs> I don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> They're a big fucking country. The point is, the point
1: is. I just the got big ca- companies are going to come back. It. I just got canceled in Canada. I know. You're not going oh, there. Oh, can though. we talk about your impact booking, I had, too? I, I have something to bring that up, too.
0: Okay, but the point is, I said the big companies are going to come back first. They're going to charge an arm and a leg for a limited capacity, limited amount of tickets, because no one can go to wrestling shows right now. We got COVID. That's the point. So I'm I'm I'll I'll half dunk on that one. I won't fully dunk. I will. Bitch, half that's dunk. like not even a layup. That's like a granny shot that you took. Yeah, I, I no bullshit. You said it was going to be the companies that weren't big that were coming
1: out and they were going to be running. Motherfucker, the show. Look, look, God, you're, you're never going to win with this guy, Adam. GCW just ran like another outdoor promotion, a big show, a big big company all weekend. I think too. All by the way, I saw I saw a clip on on Twitter of some dude I don't know who he is, gave a burning hammer. And it was like I I was the saying. most dangerous looking. Like that is a dangerous move.
2: Sorry, the promotion is actually called Alpha One Wrestling. That's what I said. So I'm looking up the ticket prices right now. Please hold on. Um.
1: Uh, yeah. Twenty
2: dollar tickets. By the what? way. What? That's it? Fuck.
1: All right. I stand down. Something tells me they got a backer. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: an Impact wrestler who has a pretty good contract. I think. Uh, oh really? Twenty dollar yeah, tickets. Ethan
1: Page.
0: Okay, get the yeah, yeah. fuck out of here
1: alright forget it I'm wrong alright I'm wrong I admit it I'm wrong um, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up real quick because I have a topic right now that I thought was very interesting because we were kind of talking about this last week go ahead yeah. so have you guys heard about what happened to Excalibur with AEW Yes, I love how Adam is so hip to what's going on. Where did he get Devin, canceled? You were talking about getting canceled earlier. Did he get canceled? So, like I said, like you and I have no idea really what's going on in the wrestling world, but at least <laughs> Adam does. So it's awesome that he knows everything. This is a podcast with two wrestlers, usually about wrestling. Yeah, fucking a. So I just learned this. Excalibur got uh, got called out for using the N word. Whoa! Back in the day at a P dirt uh, for P- for PWG, right? I, is, yeah, you, it was
2: a promo with uh, Human Tornado. Kevin Owens was also in the promo. Also said the n word, but there's really nothing. That came oh, I didn't, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah this, this, this and Kevin Owens it, were yeah. both in the promo. He was Kevin Steen at the time, but yeah. okay.
1: So, um, I so AEW didn't have him on this week, right? They had Taz, Shavani, and Jr. on commentary, right? And they were suspecting because like because this came out that a video. Two videos, promos, both promos, of his, of Excalibur using the N word. He's there. People are trying to get get him canceled now. And I have a question about this. I don't know Excalibur. I hope you're going where I'm going with this. I've never met Excalibur in my life. San Diego I,
2: native is he? Yeah,
1: he I have he no idea. Area. I have no idea what his real name is, what he looks like, anything like that. So in the promo, this is a promo he uses the N word. I guess Tornado is a part of this program. Right. so something tells me in the back this must have been agreed upon right so what we what we do out there when we go and wrestle is we're putting on a show for the fans right and our job is to try and make them emotional about this right we want them to care about this storyline now and I don't know what what year was this do you know it was like probably like early two thousands, something yeah, like that probably oh.
2: 2007 2006 okay. maybe I don't know
1: so it's uh, over 10 years ago probably at least right that he did this so it's a storyline where they wanted to, uh, you know, like I said, like using the N word even back then was probably very. Uh, oh,
0: and at the time they knew what they were doing. They knew
1: they were pushing. Batteries. Exactly, you know, you're you're pushing buttons. You're 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 uh, being controversial, right? So now people want him canceled on Twitter because they think that it's whoever, whatever Excalibur's real name is. They think it's him that actually uses the n-word and not his character in a storyline so here's the thing you have a lot of movies right you have a lot of uh martin scorsese films quentin tarantino films uh i think i don't know if you guys remember a little movie called the longest yard with adam sandler yeah where my favorite wrestler stone cold steve austin is playing a character and he calls nelly the rapper the n-word yikes now what is the... Di- like, is, is is there a Here's huge... the difference. Here's okay, the, me... There is a big difference. Okay, in, I want to hear the this. difference
0: is, no one scripted that for him. He came up with it. Well, it could have been Tornado that did it. We don't know. But uh, he had control over... He had full creative freedom, is okay. what I'm guessing. No one... There wasn't a writer that came up to him and says, guess what? You're going to say this, right? No one... The owners didn't come over and say that. It was him. He had cre- creative freedom to do it. So I think that's the difference, right? For, for a Quentin Tarantino movie... You have Tarantino, you have writers, you have all this stuff. It's planned in advance. It's gone through multiple readovers from the script. There's, a, there's companies backing it, production companies backing it. This
1: is going out there. I think you're, you're loading way too much. Somebody said, I want you to, in that Tarantino or Morton score safety, somebody said, made a decision saying, this is the line. Okay? Now, at that PWG uh, booking meeting or whatever they had, somebody said, hey, this is what we want to do for this storyline. No,
0: I disagree. I disagree. I think it could be in this case, tornado. Okay. And uh, again, this is me, I haven't seen it, but knowing how most wrestling locker rooms are for indie shows and knowing that PWG wasn't, you know, remotely close to what it is today yet. i mm-hmm. I'm sure they could be like, "What do you guys want to do?" Oh, dude, I'm going to say this and take it to another level. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there wasn't a booking meeting. I was
1: I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
0: There could have been a booking meeting, but but I doubt there was a booking meeting. A booking
1: meeting can be as simple as us being in the back, going over the match and saying, hey, at this point, you say this. At this point, you do this. It's agreed upon, right? We are putting on a story in front of this audience and saying, we want you to... With that word, I, I even remember in The Longest Yard when Stone Cold Steve Austin said it's very uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable point in the movie, but it's supposed to be because he's supposed to be the bad guy, right? So... At this show, when they made the decision that Excalibur was going to say that, they obviously wanted a strong reaction from the crowd. Now, what is the difference? Now you're going to say, "Well, that is a big box office movie." Um, you know, obviously, I don't know if it did that much. Obviously, money. <laughs> well, any of those movies, any of those right. Martin Scorsese films, any of those Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino yeah. films, any movie. So you're going to say, "Well, that's a big box office movie with a big production with these names behind it," but. Storytelling is it can be as simple as professional wrestling, right? We're putting on a show for people. Maybe it's not as big of a move as a, as an audience as a big movie production, but those people that paid those tickets, they no, came there to see a show. I, I do, so here's
0: the difference. <clears throat> this is why this is why comedians sometimes pay the price, right? Whether their material is polished or not is because they are the writer Producer, director, and actor in their own film, which is in the case of an indie show, typically what the indie wrestler is—they're the actor, writer, producer for their for what the, what they're about to say. Mm-hmm. My guess is that that wasn't told. Hey, you're going to say it could be. Could I'm gonna be someone told him to say that. I'm going to counter this.
1: All right, let's. Who it. wrote Pulp Fiction? Your boy. Your boy. You're big. You said you should, you're the Quentin Tarantino <laughs> yes. fan. Quentin Tarantino wrote Pulp Fiction. Right. Do you remember when Samuel L. Jackson and Travolta's character shoot that, wait, they shoot a cat in the back of the, of the, of the car, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. It's been a they, while. Bring, they bring the car. The gun
2: like, slips and he accidentally like, kills the guy.
1: Yeah, they bring the car over to a friend or something like that, and they clean it, Quentin right? Quentin Tarantino. Do you
2: remember Quir- Quentin Tarantino's lines?
1: I don't remember, I remember him in the movie. I don't remember his lines. He, Quentin Tarantino, the director, the writer right. of this movie, right. drops an end bomb And he got shit for it. I, I don't remember. He it. gets shit for it now. They say that it's, hold on, <laughs> the, the running no, joke. No, You just you just confused the audience right now because you said something that's untrue. No, he get right now. Okay, but you're saying right now it came out back in 1998 because i wasn't on the internet in 1998 but the thing is but you just said a false something false right now being like, oh yeah right now he'd get in trouble but no right now he might but we for don't the know last that. you know
0: since the internet has been a thing get shit all the time because they say anytime a white actor gets cast in a quentin tarantino in a quentin tarantino movie he's getting a free pass to say the n-word that's the joke that is the running joke right. with 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 quentin tarantino have you seen this adam you haven't seen that? No,
2: I haven't seen okay. it, but I'm, I'm sure it's a... That meme has been around. It's a,
0: before memes
1: were born, that's been a phrase. But here's the thing. That movie is regarded as like like a great film, right? right? Like really great. But you're saying, so because the boys in the back have full... Well, not full, but like, you know, they, they wanted to do the storyline that they wanted to do. You're saying because they decided to say that, create it, and do it, they're wrong, but Quentin Tarantino did the exact same thing. In no, I'm not fiction. saying that.
0: I'm saying that's probably why. Because you're saying, well, how come these actors can say it and not get shit, yet, an, uh, yet a wrestler who's playing a character can say it and get shit. I'm saying my argument is, I can see why. Because I see a, a vast difference. I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio went up to Quentin Tarantino during Django Unchained and was like, "Hey, dude, can I say this like six times in a row?" and Say this and that. I'm pretty sure that was told to him what he would be doing. I'm pretty sure he was given a script, you know, months in advance before it ever went to pre-production, before it ever went to actual production, before they're ever on set. So this type of shit was fleshed out well in advance. The company, the pr- the production company behind it, I don't I don't even remember who it was, but they knew what was going on. They said we give approval. We see that this is you know edgy. We realize that the you know the the hero was a black man. He's going to get a, his comeuppance at the end. Well, this is uh, all about him getting his comeuppance. And now, you
1: know, I, what's going to happen at the end of this? This what happened at the end of this program with Tornado? I don't. I, I, I have no idea. And
2: by the way, as far as I know, from what I've heard, it was Tornado's idea for them to say it. Which makes sense. Which is, makes sense. Tornado is the same guy that in 2007 did a Chris Benoit angle at a PWG show with Candice, where he put her in the crossface. And everybody, I was there the night before, but. Uh, you just see Mike's face. Anchors, right anchors Away were there that night, and you can see them on. If you watch the DVD, you can see Trevor's reaction. He puts her in the crossface, and everyone. There's like a moment where no one knows really what's going on. Then they figure it out, and then everybody just goes, What the fuck? And this is in 2007 when this shit is like. It's borderline. It's like it was. I wish I could offensive. take a picture of
0: Mike's face right Day-o. now. On Twitter. So yeah, it's tornado. like Bola
2: 2007 Night Two. Tornadoes. So just look for tornadoes match at the end. He okay. like beats the fuck out of Candace and puts her in the cross. So face. with that new
1: information, torna- <laughs> tornado tornado says, "Hey, Excalibur, I, I want you to say this." Right now, does that change? Does that change it up at all?
0: It should for people who who are trying to cancel. If if if, if again, this this is all information I'm being fed. If Excalibur is trying to get canceled right now, and and that's why is they're like, oh, you're the creator of this, and then you find out, oh, Tornado said it. Absolutely, he should get. It. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's Willie. I think it's, it's just
2: it. more AEW trying to be responsible because they suspended uh, Sammy Guevara for that thing he said about Sasha Banks. Let me ask you I this. Heard about that. Let me ask yeah.
1: you this. Fuck, we're never getting hey, Devin. Don't <laughs> come in strong when somebody else is trying to talk.
0: Okay, well, I have a hot take. All right, here we go. Who are the owners of PWG at the time? Oh, I, I know it was a bunch of indie cats. Uh, Adam, can you list the the owners of PWG at the time? As,
2: from your recollection, so wait. Joey Scott, Dragon, Dragon. Oh, uh, uh, the there was a tag team. Not mm. the, it wasn't the Bucks yet. The Bucks oh, were not okay. yet. The That's Bucks, what I was getting at. No, the Bucks no. were much later. The Bucks okay. were like in Bucks 2008. That's what I was
0: getting at. Is I was like the Bu- weren't the Bucks fucking
1: owners? That I don't even know if
2: they were there. It, depending on when this happened, the Bucks didn't start in PWG until like 2007. Oh, Okay. So I just I, I thought it was
1: kind of interesting because I I uh, I heard about it and then I went on the Twitter and I typed in his name and of course obviously there was plenty of stuff and it had the video. I and I was like, "Oh, acid. this but isn't this isn't like
2: this, this is the Sammy Guevara thing you're talking no, about?" No, no, this is the Excalibur, Excalibur
1: thing. This isn't him unmasked as whoever his real persona is or his real person is saying this in the back with the boys or whatever. This is him out in front of a crowd with a microphone in his gimmick saying this to, to, to tornado. He might have still
2: been wrestling at the time. I don't know. In the video is he in gear or is he in like jeans? No, he's or he, shirt? He,
1: well, he's got his mask on. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what he was wearing. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this is during a show. This is a this is, they're they're putting on a show for the crowd, and I don't I don't know, man. It was kind of interesting. It, it's just obviously whenever that you, you know that that word is used, it's going to create controversy, especially if you try and use it in a on a a, a platform like that to to tell a story, right? So I was just kind of like, this is interesting. Like, I'm, I don't know how to feel about this because I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin saying the same word in a movie, but yet Austin, you know, he, that they were like, oh well, that's that's in a movie, that's fine, okay. But professional wrestling is telling stories and and performing in the ring and playing out stories. So I, I just thought it was kind of strange. I don't know how to how to take this. Should Excalibur be canceled? Or lose a job for this no, I, don't, I, I don't know I mean
0: I think I think the best thing to do is <clears throat> do a video. I mean Tornado's still around right he's he probably lives in the same area still go cut a video with Tornado if this is the case explaining the situation from you know from Tornado's mouth hey guys really sorry all these years later this caused a problem Listen, this is, you know my idea. Well, he, he can still own up to it. Look, I realize I shouldn't have said it. Really bad idea. Looking back on it, at the time we were trying to entertain. You know, hindsight being 2020. Yeah, I, I feel really bad. And I'm gonna take you know courses on it for whatever. Because it, it, at that point, what can you do if it's not him? If it's not him saying it? It was it, it was the guy he was wrestling. I was like, hey,
1: I want you to try this. Well, I'm kind of interested that if this is if the, if this did come out as if it was Tornado's idea. If Tornado has seen, like, this controversy, he'd be like, hey, guys, it was my idea, not his – it was a storyline. Obviously, it's in bad taste nowadays, but, you know, back then I was younger. Uh, I thought it might cause a little bit of a stir. I feel like that should squash it. it.
0: I feel like it should – I think, li- like, logically that should squash it. I,
2: I feel like some people have pointed out that there's, like, a guy on Twitter who says he's Tornado, who's been tweeting, but, you know, with the whole Danny Devine thing where there's, like, a bunch yeah. of people just – Using that name and just tweeting, talking shit, like no one really knows for sure that it's Tornado saying it. Oh, uh-huh. but he's apparently done interviews where they asked him about it, and he said it was his idea. Okay, which you know his name, yeah. the name of his finisher had the n-word in it, so I can't. Oh, remember. that's right. I, can't,
1: yeah. I, I take I've taken that that move before. It's a uh, was that was that in the Rumble? No, it was uh, at AWS. Okay, it, but they change it to that Ninja's dead now that's what oh, they say okay and i guess did they, they, they use the other word back in the day
2: i don't remember i don't think that anyone said it on commentary but for some reason i knew the name of the move and when uh
1: is that does that sound right what i just said
2: Yo, Yeah, yeah no, that's the name of the move because yeah. uh, rick ellis wrestled him at Mach one once and he called the move that when he was talking to rick ellis and they were talking about the match
1: yeah yeah because i remember i saw it he did it and then uh, when I watched it back on YouTube, the commentator says that name and I'm like, oh, yeah, that must be the name of it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I just thought that was an interesting topic, like yeah. very because like, we, were, we were discussing this kind of stuff last week. And then I was like, oh, well, and also like, you know, it is an art form, right? It is an art form. What we do all <laughs> all. There's a whole bunch of ways of, of expressing art form, right? Movies, <clears throat> painting, music. Wrestling, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And let's say like I'm an artist who draws right. Or paints or whatever. Yeah. Cause Camden doesn't draw. Let's no, be honest. No, I'm horrible. I'm ho- horrible. The hogs would barely draw. But if somebody is allowed to paint something, maybe racially, uh, uh, motivated or something like that in any kind of way, but they're a very famous painter, right. And they sell their paintings for hundreds of thousands of dollars and, in, in, in social galleries. commentary. And I'm a person that maybe doesn't have a huge platform like that. And I have an Instagram account, right, with maybe 2,000 people. And I, re- and I paint something that's maybe racially motivated. And people go, oh, well, that's racist. And it's like, well, this guy over here just sold that piece over there for $100,000. That was that is about the same, almost almost riding the same line, right? So, I, I, you know, is there a difference? Like, oh, well, that's a big budget pr- uh, movie and you're a shit little indie wrestling fed. So I was just kinda I, I was kinda interested about that.
0: I think there is because on one even like myself, I was saying, you know, you get the benefit of the doubt. You have the benefit of the doubt, this has been vetted, the script has been, you know, looked at multiple times, multiple revisions, you have producers behind it, directors, it's filmed a certain way, edited a certain way, you know, from beginning to end. So I, I think I think you're you are on to something. You know, obviously the more money you have backing it, the more likely you are to be given maybe not necessarily a free pass, but the benefit of the doubt for sure. I
2: just think it's weird. I don't necessarily mean what you're the thing you're talking about, but I just think it's always been weird to me how wrestling is never viewed as an entertainment form unless it's somebody shitting on it and saying, Oh, it's fake. Yeah. But no wrestler can go on. Like everyone that you go on TV and you have like a extreme character, everybody automatically thinks that's who you are as a person. Yeah. And I'm like, Bray Wyatt's not a serial killer just you know
0: well throwing that out there Adam I looked at you during this story I don't know if you remember I'm not going to say names we, we were at a show where uh, in the middle of a match it was a white guy and a black guy wrestling <clears throat> and the oh, white God. guy the white guy yelled this out yelled out the n-word during the match as he
2: got permission for
0: did he? Okay, I
2: didn't know that. Because I thought I heard him in the back Apologize. No, I actually had a conversation about this the other day with somebody. We'll talk about it off the air, Okay, but... we'll talk
0: about it. But I heard this live Damn. and in person. And the crowd went... You how know, the years, crowd many... reacted like, oh, my God.
1: How many years ago? 2007,
2: 2008. Yeah. I heard so, around the so,
0: same so, time. Yeah, yeah so ago. this happened.
1: <laughs>
0: and in the locker room, I heard the conversation after the fact. And then that was it. Never heard about it
1: again. So, so the... The wrestler that yelled the word got permission prior.
0: This is news to me because I heard what I – I mean, memory being, you know, this was 13 years ago. I'm pretty sure I recall seeing an apology in the locker room.
1: Oh, no shit.
0: But I can't can't wait wait to hear. Yeah. That that's wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a uh... it was a good crowd. <laughs> it was a good crowd at the time too. So when I saw it, I was watching behind the curtain like, "Holy shit!" Like, "Oh my god, no, 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 Could no, no!" You like you a pin drop. no, you couldn't hear a pin drop because you hear the people yell, "What the fuck?" I didn't oh, ask you a question, but it was, it was that it was that, that kind of reaction. So. Okay,
1: what? Was, go ahead.
0: Nine. The guy on oh. the receiving end, by the way, was very nice about it. Really? Yeah, which was which shocked the hell out of me. Shocked the hell out of me! Wow, because I saw this was like, oh, okay, you know, that's like heavy. it was, it was rough. But if, it, but if he was that nice about it, maybe he did get permission. I don't know. If, Damn, mm. well, that's
1: interesting. Yeah, because I, when I saw this, I was like, okay, well, Guevara, they 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 let him go do what, like four months of uh, they like suspended it was thirty him, days, suspended yeah. him, They said, hey, he's gonna do some uh, what training, you call it, tra- uh, sensitivity counseling, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, okay, why? I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe you suspend Excalibur for the time being. And, uh, I mean, do you really have to go to sensitivity training if you were in character and got permission and got I, I, told to say this? It,
0: there is an HR aspect. I mean, if you're thinking about a big company, there's an HR aspect to it. So whether, you know, I've seen this uh, where where I've worked at a company and, they, sh- you know, you do the sensitivity training mm-hmm. and they show you the types of things that happen if you you know do something wrong so i've seen like i've seen someone fuck up and i've seen the type of test they have to take afterwards and like hey you got to answer this and get you know a hundred percent to get you know to basically rejoin the workforce and it would be pretty hard for someone to like not like it's it's pretty they they tee it up for you they yeah. tee it up for you like hey like are you sure you want to say you know you know what i mean like it so uh, I don't know, you know, I mean, you could do that and you could take a test
1: and get back to work or whatever. I'm, I'm sure yeah. the case is, but it's like, yeah. you know. I think, I wonder if AEW is looking into this and we go, okay, what is the context of this? How long ago was it? Okay. Was the wrestler, were you, in, were you asked to do it by the wrestler that you, you, uh, you said the comment to, you know, and take all this kind of stuff into context and, and be like okay here's here's what we figured out after all this research into it and you know what hey let's just do 30 days suspension and and, and see where it goes from there.
0: I, I think it's important for a company nowadays to say you know they are being suspended while we investigate this incident or they're, they're suspended from as an on-air talent yeah. while we investigate this incident because if it turns out the guy did nothing wrong yeah you're taking away his paycheck that's pretty fucked up yeah um, you know, there's ways I've seen people that have left a company before, and they're like, "Oh, we actually overpaid you on a bonus, and you didn't stay till the end of the quarter. You owe it back." So it's, it wouldn't be impossible for a company like AEW yeah. to be like, "Yo, you owe us that last paycheck." You know what I mean? Like if they yeah. really wanted to get down like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I, I saw it and I was like, "Wow, that's a very interesting situation they're in." After I learned more about it and and what was going on with it and what context it was in. And the scenario and all that kind of stuff. I just thought it was pretty interesting, um, and I, you know, I hope. Like I said, I don't know Excalibur. I don't know too much about him, but uh, I, I really, from what I see, obviously, it was it was this storyline that they were mm-hmm. trying to portray in good taste. Probably not. But if Tornado did ask him to say this, and that's where he Tornado wanted to take it, then I don't think you can really blame Excalibur too much. You know, Obviously, it looks bad on him, but I I don't think you can. I really don't. I don't want him to lose. I don't think he should lose his job. You know, you know where that looks even worse on a transcript? Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> not even I not know. even
0: the video of it. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen any of this. By the way, I hate the fact that we talk about shit on the show that I haven't seen before. So, we, we're talking about these allegations. I'm like, I never Can we talk saw about
2: things you have seen on this show? This should be a very short show.
1: Oh, well, thanks for that. But, anyways. Uh, oh, yes. Dong. Very interesting. You know what? Um, a lot of. Uh, I, 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 uh, I retweeted and made a comment. Um, that was, <gasps> Is it
0: the Ron Simmons thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was sick. Dude, how. I'm, I'm going to say. So, I've seen that clip plenty of times, right? Around this time of the year, everybody's uh, tweeting it and, and sending it out. And I'll tell you this, that finishing move, the power bomb, it's not even like, it's, it's not it's a even power a power slam. A, it's not even a power slam. It's a power slam transitioned into like a body slam. Yeah. But it's so smooth. It's so smooth. I'm surprised nobody's. St- have, you seen, have you seen anybody else do that type of power slam?
0: Uh, I thought that that power slam was only done to Vader in that clip because I think his power slam is a little more clean. I thought it was only – like I mean, more of a power slam. I think for that, I thought it was just Vader was heavy. Really? That was my take on but it. But it
1: looks clean as shit, and I love the way it looks.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, <clears throat> this is one thing that always bugged me is you see Ron Simmons and what he was in WCW, and then when he comes over to WWF at the time, and they <laughs> – Put him in like a spacesuit and Farouk. Yeah. It was, Should, uh, well, it's funny because again, you know, <laughs> yeah. was, at the time, you're only, you know, the internet didn't exist, and you yeah. can only see what's in front of your face. Well,
1: I uh, prior to WWF, I had no idea who Ron Simmons was. Right. Exactly. So I knew who Farouk was.
0: Right. So, but he, when he comes in, you're like, oh, "Who's this jobber?" And you have no idea. Like, you know, they just take the importance of this person and, and what he's contributed to yeah. wrestling, and they turn him into like, you know, he's wearing a blue spacesuit. Yeah, it was, yeah, it it was the gladiator uh, thing. Yeah, it was,
1: it, it was whack, but that vi- that clip is is so badass. What do you think? Would, we talked about the nation before. Um,
0: do you think that would have worked with with uh, Farouk as champion and the WWF as the head of the nation?
1: Uh, you put the strap on him. Yeah.
2: Um, Did he have anything? Did he ever have? He was the IC champion, okay. and obviously he had tag titles a bunch, but before the Rock got it. That would have been a great... If he,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. if he
0: was carrying the belt. Yeah, he was carrying the
1: I can't remember exactly. like, But back then, you kind of had some heavy hitters like already. I mean, you had Stone you know, Cold.
0: That's one thing I always thought was you could easily make someone a heavy hitter. You know what I mean? You put the yeah. strap on, they become a heavy hitter. How many times have you watched a a Royal Rumble... And all of a sudden, someone's eliminating four or five, six guys, and the guys, they're eliminating are heavy hitters, and you're like, you can make this guy right
2: yeah, now. Yeah. Right
0: now. Like, I think Maven did that one year, right? And you're like, holy eliminated shit. the Undertaker, yeah. Huh? He yeah, but you watch Undertaker. this, and you're like, dude, if you want, if the company wanted to, you put them on a three-win hot streak against three big names, and it's like, don't give me that shit about, you know, there were heavy hitters. You could have made someone a heavy hitter. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe they, they didn't have the mic skills. They didn't have the power behind them. But you look at what they did with uh, uh, with Jinder Mahal, right? He wasn't mm-hmm. a heavy. I know a lot of people weren't a fan of his run. I liked. Yeah. I liked him a lot. I liked it. I, I thought they should have given him more strong wins because someone that size, I don't think needs. Yeah. Pathetic. But you're
2: talking about a time in '97 when Michaels was there, Brett was there, Austin was starting to go off, Rock was there. Like there was just honestly, I hate when people say this, but there was like no like time when it would have made sense for him to have the title he feuded with dx that was the perfect WWE. time perfect time but dx wasn't weren't main eventers when they were feuding sean had the the wwf and title sean was gone by the time yeah sean took
0: a break when they were yeah. i think so yeah oh i guess i don't remember sean doing any of those promos against so. him. yeah uh that's the perfect time that's the perfect time to put him anyway i just look, thought that was interesting
1: real quick you brought up a great point but also i just wanted to, uh that 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 finish for uh for simmons beating vader for the championship the crowd reaction is fantastic that's something you really just don't see too much nowadays uh he was obviously over his hell the crowd wanted him to to win that and like you said earlier people want to say like wrestling's fake and obviously yes what we're doing in the ring is we're storytelling everything's pre oh god i have a conversation i have something to tell you too about this but (laughs) it's from this weekend um But that crowd reaction is real. That is 100% real. And you cannot take away from those people that were in the audience that night that feeling they got from watching Ron Simmons beat Vader, a fucking monster, to be the uh, first African-American world champion. Am I correct on that? So. You I believe
2: know. there's some debate about someone else had it before him, but I, I don't, I think don't he's really know.
0: pretty much recognizes the first. Yeah. Let me ask you this, right? Hold on. Can I, well, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Let me finish.
1: Let me, let me let you finish. I'm going to kind of like digress off this, this Ron Simmons thing. So when I say like, well, no, I'm just talking, I was talking about like, Oh, you know, like it's predetermined, you know, obviously we're storytelling, all that kind of stuff. So I got caught up in a conversation this weekend, but with a, a girl that was out at uh Uh, the Airbnb I was at um, for the birthday party she's like oh yeah my friend's a wrestler and I'm like really like San Diego's if you're you're if you're a wrestler in San Diego I know who you are and she goes yeah it's my friend uh, she was a female and I'm like okay I've never heard of her like that's pretty interesting like I've never heard of her and she goes oh yeah she wrestles for um, Super Awesome Showdown and I'm like I'm like oh okay <laughs> now listen I, 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 I like the super awesome showdown kids uh, I think what they do is great I've seen the setup they have great storytelling and let's just say the wrestling maybe takes the back seat a little bit to more of the character development and the stories they're trying to get like they tell so I'm like okay cool you know like that's cool that she, she wrestles for them I, I know I know a lot of them um, you know the, a lot of them come and train at level up and they you know uh, one of their wrestlers Jackson Calhoun he he's really putting in great the time. on the mic he, yes and he's put he's really putting in the time and effort to try and get his wrestling in ring uh, ability uh, agreed. up agreed agreed so uh good for him yeah so i was He's like, doing the work. It's, yeah he's putting in the work man and i respect anybody that's putting in the work and actually i was just helping training the kids last week actually i was i was on the side of the ring i was like ah, i don't feel like bumping around tonight uh, and after the, I told him like with everything that's going on in the world right now with all this COVID stuff and all the restrictions we have on on practicing and all that kind of stuff I would have been like if I was in your guys' shoes right now I would have been like peace out <laughs> like there's no shows training is is you know limited and all that kind of stuff and I told him like I, guys I respect you guys for showing up and and putting the effort in in these tough times but um Anyway, so then I got into the conversation with the girl that just told me about her friend wrestling, like, oh, so you know, like, the the the, the co- I'm sure Dev, you've gotten into these conversations before with people that have no idea about the wrestling business, and they just ask... So it's it's it, you guys, it's fake, right? It's, fake, right? it's uh, you guys, it's fake. And so, so who are you? Like, what's your character? Um, like, so, like, what's your re- what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> and it's all those like, listen. Do you know anything about wrestling? Do you like wrestling? No. Okay. I just I really don't feel like trying to sell you right now on wrestling yeah. right now, like in trying to explain it to you, because it just I just don't feel like it. I just don't have the energy right now to like say like to, to go to to do this. So unless you're you know well off and wrestling
0: a super indie uh-huh. guy, wrestling all over the world, all of us have a shoot job. Yeah. For the most part, uh, the last company that I worked for, this was a fucking train wreck uh before i got uh it, after i interviewed this is several years ago four years ago now before i got into the company they google your name they found out who i was right they saw my wrestling shit no way Fuck i man. got there the first day i got there everyone had seen my matches everyone in the building had <laughs> seen my matches anytime they were bringing in like big ballers and they're like oh we're taking them out to tory pines we're going golfing or we're doing this we're doing that yeah they would bring me with why because you're a wrestler to tell me to tell us tell the story tell, not tell, tell the story this guy's uh, he did a trial he did wwe when they came down to yeah. and all this tell, tell him uh, tell him about this move like dude i was just it was it was just a, it was cool because i got to do a lot of you know free shit that cost a lot of money
1: but you were you were you were <laughs> but uh, i was there as a conversation piece. you were you were their gimmick very annoying very annoying. uh dude I, that happened one time so opening day this is years ago uh my wife helps run the opening day festivities for like the bar, like the beer garden area. Right. Yep. And, uh, she'll get together like the bartenders, the, the barbacks, all the alcohol and and the beers and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, she worked for, um, and the, and the guy who, I don't know how like, but down the way is a bar that I, uh, my wife worked for also. And I walk up, I'm like, I got to use the restroom real fast for all this kind of stuff. Craziness starts. (laughs) And the owner of the bar is there, and he's about to be interviewed on the news. And he goes, "Mike, get over here." I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "Hey," he tells the, the newscaster, "Hey, he's a wrestler. He's a pro wrestler." Uh. And I'm just sitting there, like, "Oh fuck me! I, I have a San Diego Padres hat on. <laughs> I can't remember what shirt, but I I, I do not look like a you're pro working. Wrestler. I'm you're working. I'm yeah. working. I'm uh, working because I'm bartending." And he and and the the, the newscaster's like, "Hey." Yeah, stay here, stay here, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! Like they kind of like would not let me get away. So then they go live on the air, and then he's doing his thing about the opening day festivities and all this kind of stuff. And then he just goes, and I've got a pro wrestler here, oh god! You know, like I felt like such a jack. And you know, everyone at home's like, who the fuck is this? Exactly, guy? exactly. Hate that. Total. I felt like the biggest jack off. <laughs> so. He comes down over to me, and I go, well, fuck it. I have SoCal Pro. Were you the in-
0: athlete at the time or the 50-year storm? I just I want I to know what name storm. they had for you. I think okay. I was the
1: 50-year storm. And you know what? I promoted my match with uh, Julius. Oh, there you go. Uh, you. At SoCal Pro, and that was about it. That's all I had. But it's like one of those things where you're just like, God, come on, guys. Like, I'm not a fucking – like, I'm not the monkey that's, you know, getting, right. uh you know, uh, what would, would you – uh cranking the box cranking the wheel all that kind of stuff it's like you just feel like a jack off
0: dude uh here's here's what i would do i know you were getting away from i think we're pretty much about to wrap up here but uh i wanted to mention this before we were done the match with farouk and vader yeah now tell me what you thought about this right finish of the match he hits him with his power slam which is his finish vader gets up immediately afterwards no cells and complains how do you feel about that?
1: No, because I watched the match, and I actually brought this. I brought this up one time, and the person that I was talking to was like, "Watch the match." I've seen it before, but the only thing I saw recently was the clip again. It's not a long match. Okay. It's not a long match. Okay. So, so it was a gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's not a. It's a small package kind of okay, thing. Like, okay. Okay. Um, it's not like a, like they were you know going twenty twenty five minutes slobber knocker kind of shit. It's actually a fairly quick match and it's more of the hey i got you down for 3 and i won technically i won your shoulders were down for 3 it's almost like hogan right how All many right. times did you see hogan kick out at 3.1 how it's, uh, so for that's
0: true that's true how long was his run do you know i have no idea okay no i to look into that i'm gonna check the network and see but how i also
1: i think actually i think vader kicking out at 3.1 and standing up being shocked added added to to the story they Did were trying it? to tell May, okay
0: for the story they were trying to tell yes the clip okay, again i've seen the match several times but it's been a while so i only saw the clip again but when i saw it i was like what like yeah. what the fuck was that like no, I, I, get, I get that he was shocked along with the crowd yeah. but wouldn't it have been more shocking if he was down and stayed down
1: like because uh, he's a big motherfucker but also like i said if it was a slobber knocker of a match right if it was thir- you know, they like they said, like this is back when they were pushing Vader as a beast. He was a beast, you know. And you look at it because Ron Simmons is a motherfucking beast. So, um, I yeah, it, it's more of the idea of I gotcha. A three count is a three count, right? You know, uh, and but maybe it, I don't know what happened afterwards. Maybe it led up to another like a rematch, and maybe they had a rubber match out of it. I don't know, like something like that. So. But I think actually I watch it now, and I watch I see Vader kick out and stand up and be shocked, and I like I like the visual of like him having to eat, the crowd going crazy for him losing his match. So his
0: selling is with his face, not with what not with the move. He's selling the his his his. You're saying he's more important to the to the shot selling facially. Yeah. To like, the shock and dismay of losing, yeah. in this
1: manner than it is him laying yeah. on his back. Yeah. yeah, like he had to like he had to, he has to visually see the crowd going crazy that he lost. He's this monster. He's unbeatable. That he lost his belt to run. And maybe Simmons. it's more impactful that he lost so quick.
0: Wait, say it again. Maybe it's more imp- impactful that he lost so quick. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like you didn't just lose and get knocked on your ass after twenty minutes. He didn't take that long. He beat you in five minutes. Yeah. Eight From minutes. what I
1: recall, it's not a long match. And if you look at them, they're not, it's not like they're they're sweating like bullets or anything like that. They're kind of like they still look like they're fairly fresh.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By the way, uh, no one can see this obviously. When are we gonna get our studio up and running with some video packages going? But Mike, props to Mike too, because he's wearing his his L Squid Row bandana for this. He's got a or not bandana. He's got a bandana on his neck but it's he's got a, the uh, headband. Headband. So if you ever if you watched any of the stuff we did on YouTube, uh, when we weren't in person, he's he's wearing he's all gimmicked out basically. I got it. This is you know, I am mean gimmick right. Well, now. Well, I wish you'd have reminded me. I'm I'm sitting here wearing a Mike Camden T-shirt well, and I'm some p- shitty fairly shorts. Fairly sure
1: you have a duffel bag of gimmick gimmicks in there right now. Well, you do have you, your jacket. You do have, you want to buy anything? No, no. I don't no. want to carry it all back to the car. Uh, yeah. It's kind of late to start knocking on my neighbors' doors and asking. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> But anyways, uh, is there anything else? Did you want to hit anything else, uh, or was that Vader kicking out at three point one?
0: No, that was it. I mean, other than that, I wanted to do our run our tournament, but you don't give
1: a shit about it, so we'll just you know we'll do a tag tournament after the pandemic. It's all all right. Right. go and check out that uh, that Vader and 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 uh, Ron Simmons match. It's it's from what I can remember, it's not a very long match, and uh, it's it's cool, man. I love seeing like true emotions being thrown out by the crowd, and and that kind of reaction no chance no fucking this is awesome chance no fucking fight forever chance just what's the last match let's let's sign off with this what's the last match that you saw something like that like a true emotional uh Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania again 30. yes against you said uh, no chance there was a lot of chance during that match but, but actually cuz he had to wrestle twice that night he had to wrestle um Triple H. Triple H, and then Batista and, then and Randy he had tris- Orton in the main event. Yeah. So, I, no, but are you talking about like real crowd reaction like that? Right. That has to be it, man. Okay. That's a good one.
2: Kofi winning the title a couple years ago. Oh, Pretty that's good.
1: right, too. Yeah.
0: that I, went, I was yeah. there, and
2: I could tell you that the crowd was – they want him to win so badly. Yeah. And when he did, they went nuts. I've never seen people as can excited I, as they were, like literally jumping out of their seats.
1: I can actually – before we – last thing, because you brought this up earlier about the Rumbles – and you have somebody, you know, shit-cannon, you know, 10, 12 right, people out, right. making them big. Roman Reigns, okay? This is probably 2000... This is the year The Rock won? 15, no, the year Batista won. Okay. What year was that? About 2015, 2014, yeah. something like that? So that's that. the
2: same year as WrestleMania 30, so that would have been So I always tell this.
1: I always tell this to new trainees about conditioning, right? you got to be in shape. You have to be in shape. You have to be ready to go as long as you possibly are able to and look good, right? So here's uh, whatever Royal Rumble that was. Ro, uh, Roman Reigns goes in fairly early, fairly into the early into the Rumble, and he's working, right? He's working, doing a lot of work. And then comes this... Was, was Batista surprise entrance at that
2: time? No, he had he been back for a little bit. I think he came back like two weeks before.
1: So Batista comes in fairly late, right? And the whole time... Reigns is in there. He's chucking people out, right? He's getting over big. He's getting over as a monster. And then Batista comes in. And Batista comes in like sixth to last or something like that. Fairly late. What is it? Is it 30 people now, that we right? Yeah. We have 30 people. He must have come in at like 24, 25, right? And he's blown sky high real quick, right? You can visually see Batista is blown sky high. And... So the last two people in this Royal Rumble is Roman Reigns and Batista, all right? Roman Reigns has been doing work for like 25 minutes, probably like a half hour, and he is standing in the middle of the ring, straight up, not even sucking wind. And he's, just, he's, just, he's just been tossing people the whole fucking time. He's been tossing people left and right. He's been, you know, And then you got Batista... Who's probably only been in there for probably like 10 minutes at the most. And he is doubled over, sitting on the second rope, gassed, blown sky to, high. To be fair, to be fair, Batista was like 45 at the time. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But <laughs> I'm saying this. So you have Batista who is blown sky high, sky high. He's sitting on the second rope and he's just, you can tell he, he's, he's sucking wind. At that moment, they could have made Roy, R- Roman Reigns into one of the biggest wrestlers. That, they, they could have... Everything they tried to do afterwards to make Roman Re- Reigns a they big were wrestler, they, they, they were too light. They missed their opportunity. And I believe this was their one opportunity because everybody visually saw at home, in the crowd, hey, Roman Reigns can still fight right now. He's, he's, he's big as fuck. Batista's Bati- uh, fucked. He's tired. He's winded. He hasn't even been there that long. And at that moment, I think the, the, the fans of the WWE wanted Roman Reigns to win. <clears throat> and what did they do? They put over Batista shit cans, Roman Reigns, the crowd boos big time, right? And now I think that is a missed opportunity. But, hey, that's fucking years ago. But I always bring this up to the kids uh, when I train them about their cardio. I bring up that scenario. And I go, who do you want to be? Do you want to be Roman Reigns standing in the middle of the ring, barely breathing, you know, looking strong, or do you want to be the guy that's fucking hanging on to the ropes, gassed, you know, sucking wind. So I always bring that up. I always bring that up. Uh, yeah. L- let me ask you this just cause I don't think,
0: I don't think this happens. I'm, and I appreciate your point and I don't mean to just totally go off focus here, but that's me in a nutshell. Um, how often do you think WWE, calls it on the fly and goes fuck it no look at Reigns right now switch the finish
1: because uh, I don't think it ever happens I mean it happens it happened that one time when uh, what was it the double elimination happened and then Vince blew out his quads and they had to restart right that was a that was a, on the spot that was on the fly I think they okay. had to recall but yes in the back oh that brings, so in the back somebody should have said hey right. relay the message exactly Reigns is going over exactly and this is also this is also another flash fast fast forward a few years to the Royal Rumble where everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to, to go in. Right. Right. And I think when they got to number 30, Brian, he'd he wrestled earlier in the night it against
2: was literally the next year after this one. Yeah. The next year.
1: So it was Bray Wyatt and, and Daniel Bryan. They start they, they opened up the show and then people were like, Oh yeah, Daniel Bryan's not going into the Royal Rumble. And then people thought, like, well, maybe it's they're just fucking bullshitting us, right? And he's going to make a surprise entrance. When number, because th- remember, do you remember when everybody kept coming out? And if it wasn't Dan O'Brien, booed, booed, booed. And then do you remember when who number 30 was that year? Ray. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> and I don't know if Ray's ever been booed like that before or in general been booed. And I just remember thinking, like, how come nobody in the back was like, listen, Ray, you got paid already, right? Cool. You're sitting this one out. Br- Daniel, get out there. You're number 30. And you're going over. And you're going over. So I, I don't know, man. Like I understand we're supposed to work the crowd, but sometimes you maybe have to be like, listen, guys, we have something here organically. Like We don't have to shove this down their throat. Am I correct on that? Yeah, because
0: Austin gave you the 316 promo on the fly. It became an overnight sensation, yeah. right? So I feel like, you know, when you have these... The problem is they're publicly traded. You know what I mean? They have they have their think tank, and they go, we know what's best for the company. We know yeah. what's best moving forward. So they go, we plan this out till Mania. We know who's going to win and when. He's not going to win now, but he'll get it late. You know what I mean? And I think at times it could be over... They overthink it. Yeah. But I... You know, that, that does bother me to where I... I want to know when you bring up because I remember that Reigns moment, and yeah. I remember I think the next year they turned him, or like the year after that they turned him, and like no one wanted it. It yeah. was it was well, he was well past due. Like right? no one gave a shit at that point. I'm but won- I, I just
1: want to know when when is the time to call the audible? I'm wondering if like all these wrestlers that were about to go out that year, the year that they wanted Daniel Bryan today to to go in, if they were just in the back being like, I'm fucked. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like no matter what, you're you're not. You're getting booed. And I'm wondering, like, like if Ray was like, "Hey guys, maybe bring." Da- I'm done. Like, you're, that's a you're- good question for Dom. You know, maybe, maybe. there is a story there. Maybe Actually, I think something- I did tell, him, and Dom had no idea what I was talking about. No. I think I told him that year. So like- what are
0: you talking about? My dad's over
1: his fuck. <laughs> but like, I'm wondering, like, if I was Ray Mysterio, I'd be like, guys, I'm I'm listening to that crowd right now, and I think they want Dan O'Brien out there. I'm you know I'm willing to sacrifice my spot because this this ain't going to be good for me going out there. Like I've already seen the other 28 wrestlers go out there and get fucking booed. I don't know. But yeah, that is, interesting. I wonder how much and how often in the past they've been like, listen, audible.
2: I think in a way they did audible because now that I remember that, that was actually the year of WrestleMania 30. And the whole point of the whole story was that they were just, Pushing him to the side. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. going to be part of Didn't anything. Didn't he win, like, an Elimination
0: Chamber or some shit way after the fact that he eventually came into it? Into the... Into the, the title match? Maybe. Yeah. No, he no, th- the, th- I I The way I he thought,
2: got into the title match was he beat Triple H in I remember that, but opener. I thought
0: he wasn't even, like... I, I remember the internet pushback on this. And then, like, it wasn't until... I felt like a week or two he weeks before his, Mania. He wrote
2: in his book that the plan was for him and Sheamus to wrestle.
0: But I feel like it wasn't until a week or two weeks before Mania where they were like, okay, Triple H. It might have been like the Monday Night Raw It was Robbie like the last minute. Or Triple like, H was like, if you beat me,
1: and they're like, oh, okay, cool. That's. What, I feel like that's what I remember. But yeah. I'm also but stupid. It is interesting, like, a lot of people uh like when you you talk about like old school wrestlers or like like they say listen to your your gut right Right? you know usually your first thought of i should do this is the correct answer right. or, or the correct thing you should be doing and that that happens to me i'm sure you've happened to you before in the ring where you're like you're like oh i should do this but wait i don't know like and then all of a sudden that that moment that second is passed <laughs> and you cannot go back and and you you realize it later I should have done it because my my instincts told me to do it, but I didn't. I had a really good match with a guy
0: named Watson. Uh, you know him.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Eric, right?
0: Uh, Not w- w- Watson. Watson. Yeah, Watson. out in Arizona, right? Out it, in Arizona. You know, yeah, young no, guy. It is had, just Watson. Hadn't okay. been around too, around too long, and we had a we had a, uh, I was defending a, the Arizona State Championship out there, and we had really good match back and forth. Uh, and I felt like there was something that happened. We got to – it was going into a falsy, and, like, I just felt the crowd. I'm like, dude, he needs to go over. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I was like – it got to the point where I was on my back. I'm like, I shouldn't kick out. Yeah. I shouldn't kick out. I should just let him get it. But, you know, that, that's that got ramifications. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, what, you, know you, you
1: piss off a company, the
0: promoter, and all that. But there's been times I'm like, that was the wrong move. He should have just won it right there.
1: You can do that when uh, it's just some shit indie fed that fucking nobody gives a fuck about, and you go – uh yeah, one of my one of the guys already like gave himself CTE and I'm <laughs> out of, I already got my payday which is this is all this is what Devin did at one match and then he said roll me up <laughs> <laughs> when I'm supposed to, when when Devin's supposed to go over and Devin just goes, Ah fuck it, roll me up. One, <laughs> two, three. Yeah. But yeah, so like that's also a thing like you know, like should that be a thing when you're just trying to tell a story like you know like hey listen this is an opportunity we're going to fucking miss this opportunity right now like this is it, it this is the time you know and that goes like as 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 small as you and i as wrestlers in the ring being like i should listen to my instincts because right now to maybe all the way to the office right being like hey goddamn this whole thing is leading up right now and i think this might be the moment we got to pull this trigger because we might have something hot if we do but i doubt nobody wants to like i'm sure maybe they don't do that the problem too with that i mean
0: risk versus reward in a lot of those cases the reward is a lot higher than the risk yeah you know what i mean like if oh if we're right about this holy shit but if you're wrong you just the next show you just flip the switch yeah you go back
1: to normal yeah uh anyway anyways good talk good talk that's it, man. That's it. I think we're all done, right? Yep. All right. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Go give Devin a rating and uh, and say, uh, give a review to review. Devin Sparks. Yeah. The Kaiju. Um, anyways, look for the Hogsman Pod. And El Pod. Uno. Uh Thanks again. 10 Barrel Pub Beer. Cheap Fun Beer. What's up? Kipasa. pasa? Uh, Hogsman Pod. Twitter and Instagram, even though I still can't remember the, the passwords to get back can on Can you just there. get in touch with Ted figure it out? I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, What else do we have? Do we have anything else we've we got to get over?
0: No matches
1: coming up. Uh, Hunter's down in double A. So. Um, Devin Sparks uh, is wearing my shirt, the champion of beards. You can go ahead and get that on prowrestlingtees.com. I'm sure backslash Mike Camden or something <laughs> like have that. have no idea. But anyways, uh, yeah, Devin bought that shirt uh, during the fourth of july sale <laughs> for a discount rate and that meant i got discounted money uh paypal to me so i appreciate that dev so, so, considering fuck... i paid full price for your shirt fuck here's the thing
0: i thought that the discount only went to pro wrestling
1: tees yeah. i didn't think it went to the wrestlers yeah, too I'm otherwise sure. why I'm would sure. the wrestlers promote the discount i'm sure you thought that all right anyways i want my two dollars all right i'll anyway. get an extra
0: gallon of gas next time uh,
1: we go out to a show uh, and that's uh That's think, it. And also, uh, just to give you a heads up, the Promo Mania, I think, might still be happening. Promo is happening. Should we spoil it? No, but let's just say I think Promo Mania might still be happening. It's still happening. Go so, vote for what? your favorite tag team or individual wrestler. Once we get more information on that, we'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk more about it because I thought that thing was dead in the water, but apparently it's still going on. Still going on? And you and I are obviously the front fucking runners to win that whole. we're winning it one way or another but anyways i think that's about it that's it all right if you want the tip hold on
2: fuck andy brown
1: oh that's right fuck andy brown good for you adam that's why you're around that's so rude uh (laughs) hey uh dev i already said it but if they want the tip what do they got to take
0: you know i i
1: thought about this for a while and i think
0: if they want the tip yeah they're just they're just going to have to take the whole hog i guess